0: WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio presents the All-Star Catholic High School Football Game of the Week. Sponsored by Ziegler-Nissan of Gurney. Welcome
1: to WSFI 88.5 Antioch. You're listening to the game of the week on WSFI and it features a great matchup tonight. The Carmel Corsairs come in here at 2-2 two and two, and they take on St. Vidar Lions who are also 2-2. Two and two. And we got a couple of uh, real gentlemen in here with me. Uh, John Collins, who is a student at Bradley University, a recent graduate of Carmel Catholic. He's a major in broadcast journalism. And uh, he's on fire for the Lord, too. I mean, this is an awesome guy, so we're really glad to have him here. And uh, he's got a great voice. John, say hi.
2: Yeah, how's it going out there? It's, uh, it's, uh, it wasn't too long ago that I was uh, at the school announcing uh, some of the Carmel games for our broadcasting club. So picked up an internship at WSFI, helping in religion and sports. Right here, right now at uh, Baker Stadium for a great homecoming matchup.
1: And also with us again this week is Joe May, uh, part of the Big May clan, a great uh, baseball star in his day and also football star as well. And was a coach of the Carmel Corsair Varsity Football Club up until last year. Decided to take a break. He's going to be coaching baseball again this year, but (laughs) we're really glad to have him as well.
3: Thank you, Mark. It's great to be here. Uh, I hate to have to follow John Colin and and his uh, big radio voice, but it's great to be here. Nothing better than a a matchup between St. Vierner and Carmel. It should be a great night for football.
1: I agree. So y'all are gonna want to listen to this game. It's gonna be a terrific game. It's a beautiful night for football. Looks uh, slightly overcast, about 65 degrees. You look into the north end zone and the alumni tent is set up there and it is uh, starting to pack in. The crowd is a big crowd. For the sophomore game, the uh, score of the sophomore game at 27 to seven, we're losing. Cars that are tailgating in the uh, south end, and it's just a real party atmosphere. viter got a big band, and this is the big rival.
2: That's right. The junior varsity game is finishing up right now. Unfortunately, they weren't able to squeak one out. Took a loss, 27 seven but uh before we get this game started we want to give you a uh the message from our sponsors ziegler nissan of gurney is proud to sponsor this carmel catholic football game good luck on a great season to the corsairs and if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle ziegler nissan of gurney at grand avenue and route 45 is here to help we're easy to find we've just started construction on our new state-of-the-art facility coming soon ziegler nissan of gurney at grand avenue and Route 45, or online at ZieglerNissanGurney.com.
1: So at this time, uh, I want to bring you to the uh, pregame show with the interview of our head coach at Carmel Catholic, and that's head coach Andy Bitto. And uh, the program is Huddle Up, and I I think you'll enjoy so stay tuned.
0: It's time for Huddle Up on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. As we prepare for kickoff of the All-Star Catholic High School Football Game of the Week, we take you inside the game, talking with coaches and players about faith, football, and the keys to achieving greatness, both on and off the gridiron.
1: I'm Mark Curran, and I'm the host of A Huddle Up, and we're here at Carmel Catholic High School in Mundelein, Illinois with the head coach of Carmel Catholic, Andy Biddle. So welcome to another episode, Coach. Thanks. Um, another chapter. Another chapter. And as we come in this week we're two and two and a very exciting thrilling win at Nazareth on their field last week and you know the banners were well on display back-to-back state champion uh, Nazareth Academy.
4: Well, it was uh, interesting because our bus showed up 45 minutes late. Our kids are sitting in the grass, eating their dinner and having our meetings that we're supposed to have at Nazareth. And then we get there probably with about 15 minutes to get dressed at the end of the sophomore game. And then our first drive, we have 16 play driving score touchdown. so maybe we should go
1: late every week. Indeed. <clears throat> I guess, you know, when you're, like, focused on all these other things that, um, you know, truly we we... Become reliant upon the uh, Holy Spirit, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'll take divine intervention every time. Exactly. So, coach, it was a great win. Um, I got to do the game with Bob Lyman, whose uh, son Pietro graduated a couple years ago, and is a line guy and is a fan and friend of your family. And uh, he was really impressed with the, with the game plan and, and just the execution that mm-hmm. it couldn't have gone any better.
4: Yeah, I think that uh, what was good is we had throughout the course of the game our rushing was about even with theirs but the difference was that we got three turnovers and we scored two touchdowns off the three of the turnovers and um, at, at the end of the first half if you recall that was seven to seven they had driven down within the last minute and attempted a field goal with about five seconds ago and Xavier Barnes blocked the field goal and I think that
1: kind of swung the momentum back
4: to us in the second half
1: It really did. They were out there quarterback, but the quarterback, their first string quarterback, but the quarterback that played um, was a really talented athlete. And um, obviously they have skill all throughout the... uh, Uh, I thought
4: they were pretty big on their their lines. And they had a stable of of athletic kids, four or five kids that could run the ball very well.
1: Yeah, and it's a beautiful facility down there. We were worried about weather, but we just had a great night. And I'll tell you, I mean, for those of us that... um, may have been an idol on a Friday night in the summer. I, the Americana, you, you can't beat it. high school football. It was just a wonderful time.
4: Yeah, I've talked to NFL players, and they, they talk about their high school experience more than they talk about college or pro. It's kind of interesting how that sticks with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what do we do right against Nazareth? Well, um,
4: I think Jeremy Strutzel, who we selected as the uh, player of the week, um, who will be down here later, he played the best game of his career. He, he graded in the 70s, which is every, 75, which is three out of every four um, plays. He, he did it correctly. And if our quarterback plays at that kind of clip, the ball gets distributed. And as you saw earlier in the game, um, If I were an opposing team, I'd be be jumping our fullback, who was really good, and we were able to get to the perimeter. And there's an old saying in option football that the perimeter means points. So we got three or four pitches early in the game, got 10, 12 yards, an attachment. And uh, that set up our first touchdown.
1: So his speed is, uh, what are his numbers? Roughly, so Jeremy. Uh, yeah, he runs a four five forty.
4: Yeah, that is. I mean, he's about. He went downstate in long jump, jump, and triple jump last year. And so he's athletic kid. Yeah.
1: So those, those numbers,
4: uh, <clears> and he's left handed, which kind four of five.
1: I mean, you talk. You know, uh, that would be respectable in a major college program. And I would say a lot I of, would say one percent high school
4: athletes run under a four six. So
1: you know, when you're as fast as Jeremy is, uh, that option you really have to respect it because um, you know you're not going to cheat on him and, and, and take him down. No, he's a good runner and
4: when, he, when he's got his game on he's distributing the ball to the proper that's why option's so good and I told you that before we played teams at huge lines and Nazareth was no exception to that and Viders is going to be bigger than us too. What it really comes down to is don't block the guy's don't block two of their best guys and get the ball in the right hands of the of the ball carrier, and that's Jeremy's job. And quarterback seems like a great position to play until you try to play it. It's not that easy.
1: Yeah, a big gun for you.
4: It's, well, it's so hard. He's got pre-snap reads, post-snap reads. He's got to be the leader. You know, if we're getting pounded, he's got to be the guy that brings him up. If we're winning, he's got to be the guy that
1: stabilizes everything. And it's not easy. And I noticed, you know, just Jeremy's leadership out there from the perspective of that he's a very animated guy when he was putting down the holds that he was running around slapping everybody on the helmet. And it that's, just... that's part of the, the part of the, the
4: gift of being a quarterback is that leadership. And you cannot be a leader and be quiet yeah in my estimation. Right. Not, in, not, not that I know of. You have to be vocal. Right. You have to be positive. You have to be encouraging, kind of a liaison between the coaching staff yeah. and the players.
1: There was one sad note on the, on the uh, evening. And that was, uh, we saw Rondell Jamison on a breakaway touchdown run that, um, wound up, came up limping, and nobody had touched him. Nobody was in the vicinity of him, and he, he was injured on that play. Yeah, he had a stress fracture going
4: into the game, apparently, which we didn't know about, and that caused a fracture. And uh, actually, he's going into surgery today. So
1: so uh, we're going to pray for Rondell Jamison, you know, in our when we uh, say our family prayers at night and ask everybody out there to do as well, because that's tough. I mean, football here's a guy who uh, cured himself with a lot of uh, humility from my limited observations and yet he was a superstar athlete he's a very uh, unassuming
4: person As a matter of fact he doesn't didn't like the limelight doesn't yeah um, but he's got great vision and great speed his he'll, he'll be able to play college football we'll get him set up somewhere but um, his season's pretty much
1: over right I mean the people that uh, followed Carmel High School they they would write about Rondell Jameson as though there wasn't much of a team beyond him but we, we although Rondell was our star we have other players and obviously a, a, a great one in Jeremy Strutzler and it was well, huge to get him back
4: i think I and mean, i was talking to you prior to the broadcast and um the, our, our team goes as the quarterback goes and you look at any level of football it, it's what the quarterback plays well the team does well and that's a lot of pressure on a you know a 17 18 year old kid with thick hair. It looks like snap from snap crackle pop.
1: Right. So, um, looking, uh, Rice
4: Krispies thing.
1: Right, exactly. Um, that was more of a uh, Captain Crunch. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, in college, Jeremy, you'll find this out soon is that you have your, uh, uh, opportunity to choose a lot of different breakfast cereals so <laughs> rice crispy was not on my list the crispy bars are good though <laughs> so um looking ahead coach and i know having followed carmel football for a long time that if there was one game on the schedule that you would want to win you would pick this one and that's st viator lions we've got and they're right up uh just on the outskirts of lake county in, in, in the neighboring cook at uh Arlington Heights and the Viter Lions if um, they've played Carmel Tough over the years and they're a good ball club.
4: Well um, St. Viter's is our biggest rival there's no doubt about it. Notre Dame would probably be second probably because the proximity of the schools are, are fairly close um, but for since I was even in school here St. Viter's was our biggest rival They, you know there's been rumors and instances of trash talking at golf matches so that's how deep it might go but um, However, um, it's, it's, it, this week takes on a bigger thing for the kids, too, because it's our homecoming. And uh, for, especially for the seniors, the homecoming game is a big deal. And it's St. Viters, which doubles down on that. And then it's our conference game, which uh, if we win out of the conference, we have a chance to win the conference. So it's, a, it's a, there's a lot playing into it. So we got to win one play at a time, basically.
1: Yeah, Carmel's 2-2, two two, St. Viters 2-2. Two and two. Uh, I noticed that their point differential is a little bit more. They've outscored their opponents uh, slightly more than Carmel, but the rankings are pretty similar. And um, you feel good? Well,
4: I would say we've, we've – in my philosophy in our scheduling, and some people have criticized me of it, is we take on teams that at the beginning of the year that are going to challenge us and prepare us for the conference schedule. So, you know, those numbers – Early in the year, don't always look so beautiful until towards the end of the year. So we have we're we're battle tested to get going in the conference. So historically, they've run a similar system, Saint Peter. Well, they run a spread offense. They don't really run a lot of options, so that doesn't help our defense all that much yeah. in terms of us playing against them. But they run they run a four three defense or a five three stack, which is what we've seen most of the year for most of the teams. So offensively, we send their fronts quite a bit.
1: And so, um, just as, as we move into uh, seeing Viter's, um, what do you see as the keys to the game?
4: Well, you, the key, really the key to the game is us to be able to control the clock like we did in the, in the first half of the Nazareth game, um, creating turnovers. Viter's threw like five interceptions last week. We'd like to get a couple of those. And so I think it's in terms of, in terms of the game, is time, time, we always look at it as this. Can we outrush our opponent? Do we have less penalty yards? Um, we can't create time of possession, do we win the turnover battle? Well, if we do those, if we win three out of four of those, we win the game.
5: That's great.
1: And um, practices have
4: been going well this week? Our, our, our kids have rallied around the whole um, injury to Rondell in terms of honoring him and playing harder. So we're kind of we're kind of dedicating
1: this week to Rondell. It's a wonderful thing. So, Coach, we're going to take a break, uh, WSFI 88.5, and when we come right back, we'll continue our conversation with Head Coach Andy Biddle.
0: Are you enjoying this WSFI local program and want to share it with others? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on Listen, Then Programming. That's WSFI Catholic Radio, Listen, Then Programming.
2: Hi, this is Mike McCoy. I went to the University of Notre Dame, played 11 years in the NFL. And why is Catholic radio relevant for the Chicago area? Well, I think it's relevant all over the country because of what's going on in our culture today. I see it all the time as I go into Catholic schools. A lot of pressure on our young people. You know, what's the truth? What's, what's not the truth? What's the absolute truth? So hopefully by coming into this social media radio, we'll get some positive things out there so people can listen to. So that's why I think it's relevant because our culture is overwhelming us today.
0: WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFIRadio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Coach, welcome back.
1: And so as we um, look ahead once again to the St. Vider Lions on Friday night, they have a a receiver who's who's, uh, tight end, actually, that's top in the country, among the top prospects, and he's actually going to the University of Notre Dame.
4: Yeah, Cole Komet, who's uh, actually his mother went to Carmel. Uh, Candace Scanina, or his his, his, nap, his uncle was Jeff Scanina, who played and played 17 years in the NFL. Ons uh, in our Hall of Fame and Purdue's Hall of Fame. He's actually coaching for the New York Giants right now. But that's a that's a Carmel legacy. He, his legacy is a Vider's legacy, and. They use him as he's six foot six. He's all that, he's a very impressive looking kid. And they don't use him as a traditional tight end. They move him around like an H back in the slot. And so we have to find where he's at because anytime there's a, a a passing situation, they try to get him the ball. They threw him the threw to him ten or twelve times last week. So that's going to be a big key to getting off the field on third downs, is to to limit uh, his touches.
1: So he's a big guy. Oh, he's an huge. easy target. They can lob the ball to him. Yeah, no, but they do all
4: the hoop with him. He's got Division one speed. I don't know if he's a Division one wide receiver. He's more. He's probably going to play t- true tight end at Notre Dame, which they've had a pretty good tradition yep. with tight ends there. Probably starting with Dave Casper, on up.
5: Yeah, and exactly. um,
1: Robin Weber. Yeah, you know, those right, are great,
4: great players. And he, he'll 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 be too he He'll be close to three hundred pounds, kind of kid.
1: Yeah, a giant. And so, um, it's exciting, uh, you know, is it kind of along the lines of if you're a Bears player and you can't get fired up for Green Bay Packers, then you shouldn't have a uniform, and similarly, if you play for Carmel and you can't get fired up for St. Viator. Especially at homecoming. I would say
6: you're dead. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it'll be exciting, and hopefully we get a lot of, uh, returning, uh, graduates that can get back and cheer you on next week. So, Andy, um. To your left, you've selected the WSFI uh, Sports Hall of Fame Player of the Week, and can you tell us about this young man?
4: Well, um, Jeremy Strutzel is our quarterback. He is extremely hardworking. He's a great athlete. He went downstate and track. Um, It's his second year as a starter, and people ask me why he's starting to play better, and basically, it's because of experience. I, I, would, I think Jeremy would—he feels much more confident. But in our two big, vic- he was hurt the two games we lost. The two victories ahead, he played. I think there's a direct correlation with that. But I think the reason I selected him is because the way he managed the game the other night was the best he's ever played for us in the year and a half he's been our quarterback. So we're expecting great things down this the playoff stretch. This, this. Well, let's start with Friday. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it, uh, and just as a fan. That's of Carmel football that's watched for years, um, you'd have to go back to almost to the, probably the state championship team to see a, a quarterback that throws a nicer ball. Just a tight spiral. It comes out, you know, uh, like a machine. And that's um, a nice uh, thing to have when you're calling plays. Well, I think um,
4: in, when you run triple option like we do, we, we try to entice the safeties to the line scrimmage. And once we do that, then we got to hit them like we had that – third and eight, but i got a post to the one-yard line. He was wide open. That yeah, was a so. great
1: throw, great lead, and a good catch. And so
4: once, you know, that's the that's the chess game and the cat-mouse and mouse game that you play, you, you're, once we start rushing the ball, they're going to have to start committing people on scrimmage. When that happens, then we have to throw it.
1: Yeah. Jeremy, so you run uh, amazing speed as well. Did you always want to be a quarterback?
6: Yeah. I mean, I, ever since I was young, you know, I've played quarterback all through my youth years and you know it's just ever since I've been watching football it's been kind of the position that I've had my eye on and uh, just kind of running I like running and throwing the ball so it all kind of correlates with quarterback. So I think it all just fit me. So, so did you play T.C.Y.F.L.? Uh I did I did yeah I played yeah. for uh Aniak uh Aniak Vikings yeah for you
1: And so as a uh, in the little uh leagues you were a quarterback as well back then
6: Yeah from 7th uh, grade on yeah I've been playing quarterback yeah and then yeah. freshman year I played running back and backup quarterback and then I went back to quarterback sophomore year so
1: and I remember I, I saw you a couple weeks ago and you with your dad and you were saying that you're not going to play college football probably but uh Tim Tebow, I was telling you, is now playing baseball. So that oh yeah. you know that arm, you could get back yeah. on a pitcher's mount, huh?
6: Yeah, yeah. He's uh, since you. He's he's one of my honestly one of my role models uh, growing up. But yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So you know you're here at uh, at Carmel Catholic High
1: School, and you're on the air at uh, WSFI Catholic Radio. And I've
6: spoken to your dad, and you've been in our house a lot of times. I know that your faith is is really a, a big thing for you. Oh yeah, yeah. You know when it comes to my family, God, school, and, you know, football is right after that, but, you know, we pray every night, pray with the team, play with the, you know, with my family and my friends and stuff like that, so, I don't know, it's just kind of like a big part of going to Catholic schools all my life, so I think it's a big part of my life. Yeah, you know, the spiritual director for WSFI Catholic Radio was uh, Father John Jaminicki. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I so know you that. know him? Yeah, yeah. Pretty he well. used to be my pastor at Saint Raphael up in uh, Antioch. Yeah. Yeah. And he recently, recently uh, retired, but yeah, he's a good, good yeah. guy. Yeah. Like he him. speaks very well of you as also. So, do you have anything to shout out to Father Geminiki who's listening for sure? Uh, Father, I miss you. I know you're. I've been seeing you for years. You know, it's been great. Uh, hope to see you up at a game sometime. I know he said he wanted to come to a game at some point. Um, you know, maybe we can have you over for dinner. Uh, He said he wanted to do that, too, so uh, hopefully we get a win this week for him.
1: So I I talked to him, and he said that um, he wasn't going to be able to make this week's, but I told him I would drive him if he figure out a game he wants to go to. So, Jeremy, you know, football is a a rough game, but there's so many beautiful life lessons. How do you feel it's preparing you as a Catholic man who's um, about to emerge on really the uh, action period of your life where you're going to be called to do
6: things? Yeah, you know, I think it's given me a lot of uh, extra confidence, uh, you know, moving forward in the future just on a lot of levels, you know, school, you know, sports, friends, you know, religion. Um, and, you know, that confidence is going to help me kind of make good decisions and help me, like, help other people out in the future. And then, you know, the relationships I've made, too, on the team, um, you know, it's like nothing else is, you know, having a brotherhood like that we have in this team, It's you're not going to meet many guys like that. So, you know, going forward, you, you realize, uh, you know, the importance of um, your friends and your family and stuff.
1: Right. So. Uh, the Catholic faith is all about community, and Coach Biddle mm-hmm. clearly teaches that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure, you know. So, I look at, you know, the position of quarterback. That you, you have to be able to stare down fear because these guys are coming at you. You're not a small guy, but they're bigger than you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, you stare fear in, in the eye and you don't blink. And similarly, with all the responsibility of, of being a quarterback, do you see that as serving you well later in life? Um, because as, as Catholics, we don't get to go with the flow a lot of times. Our Lord calls us to say, no, that ain't right. And when we do that, there's a target on our back, just like there is for a quarterback.
6: Oh, yeah, I think it's direct correlation. You know, I mean, it's not easy making, you know, pecking, being in the game, making decisions, stuff like that. But it's, you know, the same thing in life. Got to make decisions. Got to you know stay on your path. Um, have a clear mind, and um, so I think that there's a direct correlation to that.
1: So, Coach, uh, is there a particular relationship with a coach and his quarterback that's really unique in terms of? Uh,
4: well, I think I think uh, well all the players, but certainly quarterback has to know that we expect the most out of him. He's got to work harder. He's got to be a leader. Even if his ribs are hurting, he's got to be. Ready to practice whenever he can. He's got to be positive. He's got to be in a liaison between the the players and the and the coaches. Um, And uh, we really we expect you know one hundred percent from our players, but one hundred twenty percent from our quarterback. And going into that, it's it's hard for a kid to, to know he's got to study more film. He's got to do more footwork. He's got to do. And then he's got to take the brunt of the team. So when things are going, if the center makes a bad snap, what do I tell you? To take who takes the blame? Me. You. Yeah. He takes the blame for everything, and that's by design. So it takes the pressure off for everybody else. So he's got to be able to be the guy that's going to weather the storm and carry the, carry us out of the foxhole.
1: So is there something that he should be doing, or that he does emotionally and spiritually to get him ready for the game, just like studying the film and and uh, well,
5: physically. I think
1: I think ultimately the, uh, the beautiful
4: thing about football is being able to learn how to trust one another and so he's got to trust us and I got to trust him and and trust is hard to, to, to get it's like uh, respect and it's hard to maintain and so that's an, an ongoing thing where um, I might chew on him and he may not like it but he knows that I trust him and I love him and we're going to do this together and I'll have his back and he's going to have his teammates
1: back yeah that's awesome so I know uh, Dan is uh, your your dad. He's a big fan, and, and he's loud yeah. and cheering and what have you. Your mom. uh I'll what's to the
6: tape? This interview.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's your mom's uh, perspective on on football? Is she a football fan?
6: She is. Yeah. You know, my whole family's into football. Her biggest thing for me being on the field is just staying healthy. And my dad is too, but he's he's more of like the the fan type, and she's more like, you know, the mom, classic mom wanting you to stay healthy and stuff, but, yeah, she, she she loves football, she's always supported me through it, so, you know, having that support and having positive parents really helped me, too, so. it's great. His dad's the most positive guy yeah. I've
1: ever <laughs> Oh, yeah, and he's a total homer, he's got yeah, the caramel totally hat out, going, you know, he's got yeah. different gear every oh, week. Yeah, yeah. And his grandfather, the loudest guys there. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So, um... Jeremy, just uh, we're uh, closing down for this episode. Congratulations on being WSFI uh, Player of the Week. Thank you. Go out, beat the Vider Lions, just from, you know, and um, Coach
0: Biddle, rely on him and and rely on the Lord, and just God is in charge. Oh, yeah, we're going to play our hearts out. This has been Huddle Up on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Up next, it's the starting lineups and kickoff right after these messages. Hello, I'm Bill Wennington
1: from the Church of St. Mary's and the Chicago Bulls. I, I believe Catholic radio is important for all of us out there listening to help us through days when maybe our faith is being challenged by many different obstacles that are put in our way and it's a chance to reflect and just think and hear stories from other people that maybe are going through the exact same issues that we are going through and how
0: they have struggled and how they are getting through their problems today.
5: Do
7: this a
1: lot. Welcome back to WSFI 88.5 Antioch. We're here at the homecoming game. Carmel Corsairs taking on the St. Viator Lions, and it is uh, packed house, excitement in the air. The uh, Carmel band is now out there along with the cheerleading squad. Joe May, uh, what do you think, buddy?
3: You know, it should be a great football game. It, o- it always is between Viator and-, and Carmel, it's a fierce rivalry where both schools compete for the same students. And uh, I, I expect a, a, a great tilt tonight. It's It should be a wonderful, wonderful matchup. Carmel, of course, is, is short Rondell Jameson, who broke his foot last week, and that's going to be a huge loss for Carmel. One of the keys is going to be is how do they make up for his loss.
1: And you're listening to Joe May, uh, the analyst for our game tonight, who, who's a longtime uh, coach of Carmel – uh, coach of the football at Carmel Corsairs, uh, assistant coach and also uh, former head baseball coach and assistant baseball coach, longtime uh, coach of, uh, of sports here, Joe uh, Rondell, what happened? You know, he, he scored a touchdown late in the game,
3: and it wasn't, wasn't really the winning touchdown, but the Corsairs went up 21-10.
1: And you're listening to a prayer right now. Agora basta. So
0: we, now please remain
1: standing. A we'll pregame yeah, prayer there. Now the national anthem. Listener, WSFI, Antioch 88.5. You're about to hear the national anthem. Played by Carmel's marching band. National Anthem played by the Carmel Marching Band. A beautiful rendition, a fantastic band we have. Don't we, Coach, May?
3: Yeah, they're wonderful. Wonderful, well-coached. Uh, big in numbers, too. You know, might have had half the crowd on the on the band. They do a great job, getting better every year.
1: So, uh, once again, this is Martin Curran uh, broadcasting the Carmel Catholic football game, the play ticket on the St. Vider Lions tonight, and Along with me is John Collin and Joe May. John, uh, can you tell us about Ziegler-Nissan?
2: Yeah, definitely. One of our uh, sponsors. Uh, Do you like the idea of supporting our local Catholic high schools and their sports programs? Consider sponsoring these broadcasts. WSFI 80.5 FM will market your organization during the game, and you'd make these games possible to air. Sponsorship packages start as low as $135 per game. We reach up to 1.3 million listeners in parts of northern Illinois and southern Wisconsin, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Contact us at info at wsfiradio.org or call 224-206-8455. That's
1: 224-206-8455. Thank you, Jen So, uh, Coach, we're getting close to kickoff, and... Carmel is uh, broken out of their puddle and, and uh, getting ready to. Uh, we're getting ready for the coin toss. It looks like, huh?
3: Yeah, you know they may have already tossed the coin. I always wondered as a coach who won the coin flip and who lost the coin flip. The important thing to remember is someone's going to get the ball the first half and the other team's going to get the ball the second half. And it looks like Viator is setting up to kick kickoff, and no strange, stranger to receiving the opening kickoff, Carmel will be receiving.
1: Okay, great. So now that we have a moment, uh, we got a new guest up in the, uh, uh, part of the broadcast team this week, John Collin. could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, John?
2: Yeah, I graduated Carmel last year, class of 2016, now attending Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois for sports communications, and I decided to come back to uh, get in a uh, broadcast on my alma mater
1: beautiful. Thank you for being here, and we're so great that you're here. So Viator will kick number 14 kicking off, and it's a deep kick. Uh, looks like uh, returned by Carmel number eight out to the uh, our own 20-yard line he's brought down, and it's Brian Julian, who's a return man, a 5'10", 160 pound senior.
3: Brian Julian, a first-year football guy, plays on the basketball team. Great, great quick burst off the ball. It'll be interesting to see how much he plays
2: tonight, but uh, he's right in there on the first play. Yeah, it looks like Carmel's going to be pushed back a little bit. I believe there was a holding call, so they'll be pinned deep in their own uh, end.
1: So, uh, Coach, we've got Jeremy Strutzel once again in the lineup this week. He was big last week, and uh, they're in the huddle right now. Strutzel come out of quarterback. That makes a big difference, doesn't it, having him?
3: A huge difference. He's a, an extra threat, and without Jamison, they'll need that.
1: So you got Jamison lined up behind, Strutzel under center. Uh, Zaire Barnes also in the backfield. Barks out the signal, Strutzel, the handoff to uh, looks like Jamison and basically goes nowhere, maybe a yard. Actually, there was Miles Trammell on the handoff. So we have a, a second and nine play.
3: Yeah, that was a counter play with Tariq Abrams playing fullback with with Jamison out it's quite likely they'll use Abrams as a decoy and try to get the ball outside with Miles, Tremill and any combination of the other backfield, including Jeremy Strutzel.
1: So we got Strutzel once again uh, under center, and uh, Rondell Jameson lined up directly behind him. Strutzel barks out the signals, Strutzel, and then once again a handoff, this time to Jameson, actually, it's not to Jamison, I'm sorry. Tariq Abrams. Tariq Abrams. It, I'm sorry, Coach Mayer. Why am I doing that? Yeah, well, well, out. Well, for the
3: last 500 carries in Carmel football, Rondell Jamison has been the fullback, so it's yeah. easy to yeah. <laughs> think Jamison's yeah. back yeah. there.
1: Yeah. I mean, let, you know, our prayers are with Rondell on a speedy recovery. So that's Tariq Abrams on the carry. Once again, um, Strutzel under center, and Abrams behind him strutzel barks out the signals and hand off this time to oh it's a keeper strutzel gains a, a bundle It looks like about a dozen yards he's out uh to the carmel 29 30 yard line it looks like they're gonna mark it at first and ten
2: yeah big play action fake there decided to take it for himself that's a first down and a 15 yard play so
1: so john Collins it's voice right there and john uh He's done a number of Carmel games for WRLR radio, and we're so lucky to have him up in the booth on WSFI today. Yeah, definitely up here. Strutzel taking shotgun here, three receiving
2: options. Toss along to Trammell, and he gets pushed out of bounds.
1: Chanel Green, yeah.
2: Chanel Green, my bad. And that'll be about a two yard gain there.
1: Throws a nice ball, doesn't he, Coach May? He sure does. It's a nice tight spiral.
3: Expect him to throw a little bit more tonight than is typical for a Carmel offense. He'll go short, short, and then they might try to open the top a little bit later in the game.
1: Shotgun uh, formation. Strutzel back. uh, Calling out the signals, and he's got uh, Tariq Abrams behind him. Looks like he hands off to uh, Trammell, and Trammell's got about on a counter play to the right side. Trammell's got about four yards. Good blocking. Uh, a little bit of
3: a hole, but it closed quickly. That's a good run. The previous three games for Carmel, Rondell Jamison inside, Rondell Jamison outside. Without Rondell, they're going to attempt to get Miles Tramiel on the edge, as well as Jeremy Strutzel, the quarterback. Just fake fake the dive and, and keep it on the edge.
1: Yeah, and Coach May, that's a good point. Here we go. We break the huddle, and uh, once again, uh, Strutzel walking up He's under center center this time with Abrams back behind him. Strutzel barks out the signals and Zaire Barnes on a reverse and then he hands to Miles Trammell and Trammell uh, around the left side all the way out to almost midfield. I'd say about the Carmel 47 they're going to spot it. Coach, I began the game by saying Jameson and just (laughs) exactly right. He was so much of the offense for so long and and, We'll see how we deal with his absence tonight. I mean, he's going to be missed.
3: He started as a sophomore, and he's played fullback virtually every down since, and and he'll be missed. The important thing is that Carmel makes up for his his loss.
2: Strutzel under center, receiving option on the right. He's got Abrams behind him. Hands off to Abrams. It's a toss play over to Barnes, and Barnes is going to break away. He's going, he's He's going. All all the way, way. and he will... End zone, Carmel Corsairs! Corsairs.
1: How about it? John Cowlin, nice call, and what a play, huh?
3: Your maiden voyage on a call, that's great, John. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great job, it looks like there's a penalty.
1: Uh Uh-oh. What do you think, Coach?
3: Probably holding on the edge. What's required on that is the wide receiver goes out to the defensive back, and what he does is he stalk blocks, and usually if they engage, It's liable they're going to be called for holding. That certainly seems to be the call. That's unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Great
2: play there,
3: though.
1: Really uh, a nice run. Uh, He's got some wheels, doesn't he, Coach?
3: He sure does. Zaire can run. Of course, his brother Xavier was a standout player for the Corsairs last year. That was a great play, great call, great run. You know, when you run the option, you got the three phases. You either give to the dive back, the quarterback keeps it, or he pitches. They'd love to get to the pitch if the pitch is
1: open. So we're back here, Carmel at the four, their own 45 on the uh, penalty, and Strutzel under center with uh, Tariq Abrams behind him, Tremmel in motion, hands to, uh, looks like he keeps it, yeah, he keeps it in, uh, on a fake handoff and went right up the gut, and he's brought down around the 43-yard uh, line of St. Byters, a nice run by Strutzel. We see some of Strutzel's speed.
3: Sure was. He's a great great straight-ahead runner if 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 he gets a, a window to run through and runs through it he's hard to catch
1: so we got uh, Chad
2: Strutzel yeah Strutzel's gonna take this one under Sennel he's got a- Abrams behind him and Tremil. I mean green to his left handoff to Abrams Abrams shakes one tackle, but he will not shake the second.
3: Looks like a good spot for the Corsairs. I think I think he picked up the first down.
1: So, Coach, this is, uh, Abrams has been a uh, player that they've used in spots, but it's not been a starter, and he's he's getting the call tonight. Uh, what do we know about him?
3: Tariq is a bulldog. He was a great freshman and sophomore player. Hasn't seen a lot of time now, because when you follow a player the caliber of Rondell Jameson, you're not going to see a lot of playing time, but he's a He's a junior, 5'7, 200 plus pound fullback. So the, the key for him is lower your shoulders, don't go down in first contact, and scrap for whatever yardage you can.
1: So here you are. You're listening to WSFI 88.5 Antioch. Strutzel under center for Carmel Hill at the same biter 44 yard line. Barks out the signals. You hand off to uh, Abrams. It looks key- like. A keeper, again. Boy, he's he's good on the decoy because uh, it sure looked like uh, he had handed the ball off. He didn't. Yeah, he it's fooling it. us
2: up here. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. We have a pretty good vantage point, don't we, Chad?
2: Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, but we had mentioned Abrams, and, you know, he's just a really brute strength kind of guy. He's going to fight for every inch. Very stocky guy. If you relate him to anyone at the professional level, I'd say Eddie Lacy.
1: So, uh Carmel has the ball at the Vider 35. It's first and 10. Uh, 6.57 left in the first quarter. No score. You're listening. Here is Strutzel barks out the signals and a little more of a spread. Uh, and that was Abrams. That was Abrams. And he got about a yard on that carry. went right up the middle. Looks, looks like they're trying to go right behind the center. John Fire, who's a, really a strong kid, and not going off tackle as much uh, so far tonight. Yeah,
3: Johnny, a second-year starter, certainly certainly has improved his game i spoke with coach ben berg the offensive coordinator earlier this week and he indicated what they're going to do without jameson is they're going to tighten the splits of the linemen to try to force vider who's putting eight nine guys in the box which they are trying to force them to stop the dive so they can get outside
2: strutzel and the shock on receiving option to his left and his right abrams behind him hands off to Tremil. And he's going to move along on the left, cuts back inside, and gets taken down near the 10. So Trammell with a great game there.
1: So once again, that's John Collin, who's uh, joining us in the broadcast booth tonight, a broadcast journalism major at Bradley University and a recent grad of Carmel football. And John actually covered them last year, several games for WRLR and ENAC out of Round Lake, we don't want to give them too much publicity, because <laughs> this is WSFI 88.5, the real uh, professional. Two uh, great radio yet. stations, yeah, though, let me tell you, RLR, yeah, WSFI. A secular and they don't get to say all the things we do. So here we go, John.
2: <laughs> Strutzel, under center here. Hand off, it looks like it's to Abrams. Won't get too far, maybe picked up two or three on that play. But yeah, a big part of this Corsair Offense this is the offensive line. It's as equally as vital as the, uh, as the fullbacks, as the running backs, and the receiving options. It's, uh, it's what gets this offense uh, some points on the board.
1: So, Coach May, we're sniffing on the goal line, and uh, behind the goal line is the big tent with all the alums coming back, and that's got to be a uh, big incentive to get the ball in there, huh?
3: Yeah, I'd love to punch it in
2: and impress the, the oldies, like me. Strutzel. Under center, option to his left. It looks like he's going to hand it off here to Barnes, and Barnes didn't get much on that one, maybe a yard. Yeah, that's
3: another counter they're they're facing with no score on the board. They're facing a third and seven, third and goal from the seven. I don't anticipate they'll throw the ball here, but
1: without Jamison, you never know. Strutzel's uh, in the huddle. They break the huddle. Strutzel comes back up to the line. And he's got Tariq uh, Abrams behind him. Strutzel barks out the signals. Ah, he might have drawn him off sides. Nice job. Strutzel with the count. Uh, looks like it's they were offsides, huh, Coach?
3: Yeah, that'll move him half the distance to the goal, probably about the 3.5 yard line, which kind of takes the pass.
2: The, the pass option out of their playbook. like to get in some content from our sponsors. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney is proud to sponsor this Carmel Catholic football game. Good luck on a great season to the Corsairs. And if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help. We're easy to find. We've just started construction on our new state of the art facility coming soon. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 or online at ZieglerNissanGurney.com
3: We're in the midst of a Virtually an eight minute drive here, which is exactly what the Corsairs need to start the game off.
1: All right, here we go. Looks like they're going to spot it around the uh, three yard line, coach. Strutzel under center, and there's a whistle. Uh, timeout St. Viators. The refs are conferring right now. I'm maybe not sure exactly what's going on right this moment, coach.
3: Yeah, it, it could be an official's timeout. I didn't see them signal either either side. But Carmel right on the doorstep
1: here, looking for the first score of the game. Strutzel's conferring with Coach Berg right now. And you've got four minutes left in the first quarter. No score. Carmel Catholic versus St. Vider Lions from Bakerfield and in Mundelein, Illinois. When we come back, you'll have the ball on the two-yard line. Uh, third and third down and goal to go. Strutzel back, uh, back in the huddle. Break the huddle. Strutzel up to the line. He's got Abrams lined up behind him. Uh, got two wide, one to each side. Strutzel barks out the signals. And here we go. He's got a, an option and he pitches to Barnes on the right side and there will be a touchdown Carmel Beautiful play, well executed, very, very nice job. They did it all right there, didn't
3: they, Coach? That was an excellent job. That's the exact same play. It's an option that goes first phase, second phase, and to the pitch. They closed down on a quarterback, Jeremy Strutzel. He pitched it off to Zaire Burns. They had run that play for 60 yards with a penalty, and they came right
2: back to it and scored a four-yard touchdown. You can give Strutzel the assist there, too. That was some great patience in the pocket before handing that off to Barnes to the end
1: zone. And here we go Carmel for the extra point. Matt Hill and the snap is good. It's down, it's up and it's right through. The ball lands up on that alumni tent where everybody's gathered and rolls back down. But it's 7-0 uh, Carmel as we break first, we score first. and it's Very, very nice to get on the board first. huh?
3: That was a terrific Six. possession. Oh, the only mistake was a, was one penalty, a holding penalty. It was costly, but the Corsairs were resilient and came back and scored. It was a, a wonderful drive. Stuck with their offense, did what they do best, run the football. Really impressive.
1: So, Coach, I uh, had an opportunity in the pregame. We listened to an interview of uh, Coach Andy Biddle this week, and he talked about the difference between Strutzel this year and last year and what it Huge advantage it is to have a two-year starter as opposed to a, a somebody that hadn't played last year. And the Daily Herald picked up on that and wrote a story about it today.
3: That's completely invaluable. You know, a lot of times last year he was a bit spooked and wasn't sure. And the offense is not an easy offense to run for the quarterback. He's matured both socially and physically and, and mentally. And last week was the best game he's played as a, as a varsity ball player. So good things might be in store.
1: All right, Coach, we're getting ready to kick off. Carmel up 7-0, and uh, 3.42 left in the first quarter. Matt Helen, who's got, got a good leg. Here we go. John, you having fun back here? This is your first time back since uh Yeah, first college. time back. Beautiful. It's a
2: nice, nice seeing the family, the grandparents.
1: Helen's kickoff, he kicks it down the right side and Vider will field it around the 16 yard line. Number four for St. Viter, and he's uh, pushed out of bounds around the 25 uh, yard line. They'll have the ball right there.
3: Yeah, Mark Clark there with the return. Skilled athlete, really, really good ball player. They kicked it away from Durante, Durante Jackson who is the, the elite back for Vider. Averages about 120 yards a game. He's quite the player. Carmel defense is going to have to keep an eye on him.
1: So here we go. What can you tell us about the uh, Bider uh, offense, Coach?
3: They typically run a spread offense, so not a, not a traditional, nothing like the option that the Corsairs run. They'll run out of the shotgun. They'll, they'll run zone option. They'll run
1: jet sweeps, and they'll, and they'll put the ball in the air too you got Tom Majuris, uh, in the shotgun formation as Carmel has the ball. Uh, their own, looks like, 33-yard line. A handoff on the first play uh, from scrimmage uh, number 23. Uh, and that would be Durante Jackson, a six-foot 190-pound senior uh, with the carry, and he got a few yards on that play.
3: Yeah, Jackson's is key to their offense tonight. He, he can really run. He can also catch the ball. But he's really effective on the outside. And uh, Carmel actually closed pretty well there. George Curran came up on the edge and, and set the edge, and he had to turn inside and was stopped.
2: Lions out of the shotgun. Four receiving options. Play action fake, and they throw to the outside. Taken down near the sideline. Looks like they may have gotten the first down there.
1: I said, uh, it's actually Bryce Hulgrith, who's the quarterback here tonight. And the, the fellow that we have to watch uh, is their tight end. Isn't that Right. Cole Komet uh, coach.
3: Cole Komet is quite a player he's a a verbal committee to Notre Dame so he'll hope to spend four or five years down in South Bend he's quite a ball player he's a huge kid he's 6'6 240 some pounds excellent athlete quite a baseball player too we faced him on a baseball field he's certainly one to watch
2: so here we go lines again out of the shotgun receiving options to his left and one to his right, fakes the handoff, and he's going to try a QB sneak, moves up the middle, fights off a couple tackles, but gets taken down right around the 48-yard line.
3: That was a nice play there. That was a read option. So the quarterback lines up in shotgun and will ride or mesh with the, the back. And if they close on the back, he keeps it. If they close on him, he gives it to the back. That was a good read by the quarterback, Halgeth.
1: You're listening to WSFI 88.5 Antioch. Carmel Catholic is up 7-0 against the St. Vider Lions here at Bakerfield.
2: Bryce Helgith again, out of shotgun with the handoff. And a nice tackle there. Big tackle there by Zaire Barnes, who doubles up on defense as well.
3: Zaire is a, a second-year starter in the defensive backfield. He plays what we call the Falcon. It's the most important position on the defense. And he has to play the pass and the run. That was a great job stepping up there.
1: So here we go. Uh, third down and two yards. And we'll see if Carmel will be a nice stop right here. The ball just over midfield. Fighter with the ball at the Carmel, 49. Helgeth in shotgun formation. And looks like he hands up... Uh, that Durante Jackson once again 6 foot uh, 190 pound senior I think they're going to give him the first down
3: he did a nice job on second effort he, he, he rolled over his own body and probably rolled on a Corsair and got that extra inch or so to get the first down
1: so the spot is at the Carmel 46 A Vider first and 10 and once again Helge, uh, get in uh, shotgun formation barks out the signals Helgett in a quick slant on the uh, left side of the field, Carmel got him knocked down behind the line of scrimmage. It's probably going to be a loss of about one or two. Huh, coach,
3: nice tackle there by by George Curran and Joel Basara. What they did is they they made sure that they were set up so he couldn't go outside, couldn't go inside, and they did a great job.
1: So that puts them there. Put it right back at the line. we well, give him a yard. It looks like Favorable second spot. and nine. Helget uh, shotgun formation, and Carmel may have jumped. See what the call is here, whether he was drawn off. Yeah, it looks like Jacob Seco got, got a little etchy. Yeah, Sico's a, a high-energy player, a big, strong kid, and uh, you, know, you don't want to tone it down too much, do you, Coach?
3: No, you don't. You, you, you don't. The last thing you want to do is take away the enthusiasm and, and the, the go-forward attitude that, that the players have. Looks like we're nearing the end of the quarter.
2: No, this running out, but okay, we can Okay, so some... that's,
1: That is the end of the uh, first quarter of play. Carmel Catholic 7, St. Viator Lions 0. And when you, we you come back, it'll be uh, St. Viator's ball at third down and two yards to go.
2: But just some content for some scheduled reads. Join WSFI 80.5 FM for Healing the Whole Person Conference on October 20th and 29th at Marytown, Libertyville, Illinois. The conference will feature Kyle Clement, a 15-year veteran trainer of Catholic priest-externists, who will help us to understand the satanic calendar, our Blessed Mother's role as protector, and help us identify our spiritual vulnerabilities. Father Brown Sears will focus on healing of unwanted generational tendencies, and Father Jim Curtin will address the topic of deliverance. If you register by October 1st, the conference is only $100. For more information or to register for the conference, visit WSFI Radio. .org or call 224-206-6455 that's 224-206-8455
1: all right so we got to stop him coach in what are the keys to doing that what do you see so far what, uh, what do we need to do on on defense
3: you know right now viders are doing exactly what they want to do they're they're playing a lot of zone read. They're playing some spread, trying to get the ball outside to the receivers and run inside with Durante Jackson or the quarterback on the read option. They just have to play their defense, you know, take care of their keys, take care of their, their responsibilities and their assignments, and they're doing fine right now. They just need to stiffen up a little bit here.
1: So here we go, the switch sides. Bryce Helgett uh, was starting the shotgun with uh, it looks like he's, he's going to run the option to the right side. He keeps it. He fakes the pitch, and he, he's going to have a first down. And uh, It looks like he'll be brought up down around the Carmel 32-yard line where St. Viders will have the ball first and 10, and they're
3: on the move. That was a good job with the the sprint option by, by the Lions. Here's
1: Helguth back under, uh, in the shotgun formation once again. He's got two wide to the right, two wide to the left, and... Uh, One uh, in the backfield. Helguth barking out the signals, and he hands off. Once again, that's Durante Jackson who goes off right tackle for just a couple of yards, it looks like.
3: Yeah, it looks like a gain of four or five. They'll be satisfied with that. If they can eat clock as Carmel did on their first drive, they'll continue to do exactly what they're doing, which is control the football and and option the, the Corsair defense.
1: Here we go, Helgeth uh, back in the shotgun formation. Once again, they run that spread, everybody wide. And he's got a quick slant pass, number nine, and he's brought down. Uh, that's Komet, that's the big guy.
2: Yeah, hard to miss him. There yeah, were about two yeah. or three Corsairs that are pressing right. on him, but he still was able yeah. to pick up a good amount of yardage. Right. By the way, you are listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch 80.5 FM. Catholic radio and with the Corsairs up 7-0, to this is exactly where they want to be in the second quarter, right Joe?
3: Yeah, that's for sure. You know, th- the last play was a-, a simple bubble pass, a bubble screen to Cole Komet, hoping he- that he'd catch the ball, they get a little blocking on the outside and he m- make a yard or, f- or a few.
2: Helguth under center. Handoff, fullback and he breaks three off a couple of uh, tackle attempts. Austin Bruchet, I believe he plays a little defense, too.
1: Sicko was right there to, to bring him down, but uh, yeah, it's... They're big on the offensive line, as well. Was, you can know, clearly see it. Brett DeSelm, who uh, lines up at 6'3", 230, at the one offensive uh, tackle position. you got Anthony McGravia who's even bigger than that. Here we go. I'll get done shotgun. And Looked like that was maybe a broken play. He picks up maybe just a couple yards. Uh, he was looking to hand off, but uh, decided to keep it.
3: Yeah, another read option there, and the read wasn't that good, and actually Jacob Seco just flew into the backfield and broke that play up. It was, it was a very fine defensive play.
1: Helgeth in the shotgun formation. too wide to the right, too wide to the left. And once again, Durante Jackson in the backfield. I'll get barking out the signals, one uh, motion down, and here we go. Running to the right side, he pitches Durante uh, Jackson on the option play, and Jackson's going to get a few yards, probably make it around third, and uh, depends on where they spot it, whether three or four yards. Yeah, that was another
3: sprint option, and the quarterback ran right at the defensive end, and if the defensive end commits to tackling the quarterback, he'll pitch it, if he doesn't commit, he'll likely just keep it and get what yards he could. And uh, he got quite a few there.
1: Indeed. So here we go. We gave him six yards on the carry. So it's third and four. Hell gets in the shotgun formation with Jackson in the backfield, three wide to the left and one to the right. He hands off to Jackson. And boy, he broke a tackle right there. He's going to go, he's all the way. Touchdown, St. Viators. Uh, a nice run.
3: That was a design cutback. They made it look, appear as if he was gonna run left, and the entire offensive line zone blocked to their right, and then a couple lead blockers from the backfield, and he cut it back completely. Great play, well executed.
1: Very nice. So here we go, and Viator's getting ready to uh, go for the extra point here. And it looks like their their quarterback, uh, Bryce Helgeth, is also their kicker. There's a snap. It's a good one. It's down. And Helgett, boy, he's got a leg chase. <laughs> it's over the 10th, the alumni ten, way over it. And uh, some kids are going to have to chase that ball down quite a ways away. Yeah, somebody got a
2: souvenir there.
1: Yeah. So it's 7-7 seven to seven now with 834 left in the half. And you are listening to WSFI 88.5 Antioch. Uh, Antioch on Catholic Radio, and this is the game of the week between the Carmel Corsairs and the St. Vider Lions. I'm joined here with Joe May and John Count to do the kick in the next series. Gotcha. All right, so coach, uh, let's hope that we can keep it moving like we did on the last one. We didn't have any problems getting the ball down there, did we?
3: No, not at all. It sure looks like it's going to be a shootout here, which is nothing foreign to a Carmel-Vider matchup. Carmel definitely wants to eat up some clock. If they do the same thing they did on their last drive and eat up as much clock, we'll go into the the half with the Corsairs leading, although it's tied right now at 7-7.
1: So we're getting ready to kick off Bryce Helgeth, who seems to do a lot. He makes a sign of the crosses. He's getting ready to to kick off. And uh, it's a big kick uh, all the way back, and Miles Tremel fielded at about the two-yard line. He's going to take it out, and here, go. here comes Miles, Trammell, Trammell, Uh Coach, you pronounce it uh, Trammell. Trammell, Trammell,
3: yeah. Yes. Yeah, it looked like there was a little breakdown in the blocking there. It was, it was a good kick, a high kick, a deep kick, which is exactly what the kicker should do. And Trammell looked to cross the field. The coverage was excellent for St. Vider
1: <laughs> So once again, uh, Mark Curran, I'm joined here by John Cowan, and uh, Coach Joe May.
2: So Strutzel, he'll break the huddle. Two receiving options, one to his left and one to his right, the one on the right being Green. Strutzel, under center, barks out commands, takes a snap, and it looks like he took it for himself. Picked up maybe two yards on the play, and that brings him to the 20-yard line.
3: Yeah, that was a, a keeper. The defense collapsed on the fullback, Tariq Abrams. And when they do that, Strutzel is instructed to keep it. And he did a a nice job, gained a four there.
1: ran uh, behind Braden Foster there, who's a big, uh, strong kid. We have a good offensive line. I mean, Braden's a big, strong kid. The others are not quite as much in size, but they're strong kids, and they, they do a hell of a job.
2: Certainly, Strutzel under center. Abrams behind him. Gets the snap, holds it, sends a pass over to Barnes and a completion at the 38-yard line. That's a first down, folks.
3: That was a wheel route by Zaire Barnes, so he came in motion, went behind the fullback. There was a fake to the fullback, play action, and Stretzel laid the pass right in his hands. Real nice play there. Expect to see that again.
1: Barnes had to turn his body around to get it, but it was still a pretty dang nice throw under pressure.
3: Good throw,
2: good catch. Strutzel, her over to Huddle, gives them the play design, and they'll break it at the 38-yard line, first and 10. Barnes, under center, gets the snap, and a handoff ahead. Looks like uh, the offense didn't get anywhere on that one, so it may remain second and 10.
3: St. Vider is packing nine guys in the box, which means they have... Nine guys within five yards of the line of scrimmage and and virtually five yards
2: of the football. It's going to be tough going inside. Yeah, a lot of battles down there, some brawls and skirmishes to pick up yards on those run attempts. Strutzel, under center. Green to his left. Gets the snap. Hops back in the pocket. Nearly gets sacked enough to where the defense could have... He was
1: lucky to get that one away.
3: Yeah, that was a, a blindside tackle. Strutz had no idea that the defensive end was closing down on him. And the pass was almost errant enough that the uh, Vider defensive back picked it off
2: nearly. Now this puts Carmel in a tough position. That puts him at third and nine. And usually with how their offense runs, they try to put themselves a little closer to the first down. Went on the, the third, uh, third play of a down. Strutzel, under center Vider, tons of players on the line. Hand off to Trimil. Trimil on the outside tries to get inside. It won't happen,
1: they and they'll bring down a fourth. On pretty quickly. Yeah.
2: So you think Vider is a, is evolving to where they can uh, defend the uh, the Carmel rush?
3: You know what, John? When you when you pack that many guys in the box, it's really hard to run. They'll be coming up fast. I expect to answer that, the Corsairs will start to throw the ball a little bit, play action, fake the option, throw the ball shallow, show the, throw the ball deep, just to loosen the defense up a little bit.
2: So Timeout is taken. I believe that's by the, uh, the Vieters. As, as the...
3: Well, it's, it's quite likely that that Vider call timeout. It's fourth and long, fourth and eight, fourth and nine. It's quite likely that the Vider coach is going to forewarn the players, watch out for the fake. Andy Bitto has been known to risk things, particularly in a homecoming game, and fake the ball, fake pass, fake run. So he's just going to make the players aware of that and make sure that Carmel indeed kicks the ball off, and if they don't, that they have the, all options covered.
2: We'll get a little word from our sponsor, Life Changes. So does your need for life insurance. People buy houses, have more children, get married, change jobs, go into business. Life insurance isn't a one-time purchase and Catholic Financial. will be there for you every step of the way. Why not look at life insurance from an organization with the same Catholic values that you have? Call Matt Tomlinson, advisor with Catholic life Financial. Call 847-548-6288. There's
1: the kick. Oh, it's blacked. So the putt has just been blacked. Uh, Ryan Monkman got a snap. It was good, but Vieters sent everybody, and they got, they got to him, Coach. Uh, see, Vieters will have the ball now at uh, the Carmel 41-yard line, it looks like just about. And uh, what happened there, Coach? Why?
3: Well, M- Monkman ran to the side as if it was a rugby-style kick. What they're trying to do there is trying to keep it away from the punt receiver, which was Durante Jackson. He just took too long to get it off. Yeah. It's it's that simple. It wasn't that he kicked it low or anything like that. He just took one more one step too many, and uh, Viter has great field position.
1: So here we go. Is uh, Viter uh, once again with good field position? Matt Helget uh, shotgun formation. We got three wide to the right, one to the left. Helget barking out the signals. Helgith rolls to the right side. He's going to throw it, and it looks like a good throw. Oh, beautiful play. Number four for Carmel. Chenille Uh, Green. Chenille Green came at just the right moment of time and broke up that play.
3: That was a great job. That was simply, they put three guys on the right, a single lone receiver on the left, quarterback rolled to the right, and his only target was going to be a post that was run by the, the lone receiver on the left. Well defended.
1: So here we go once again. Helgeth, uh in the shotgun formation. Two to the right, one to the left, and he hands off the ball. This time he's uphanded right away. Beautiful play. There's uh, a handoff to Kennedy Wynn. One 170-pound uh, running back, and Carmel was all over it.
3: Yeah, Kennedy Gainwin is a junior. Actually transferred out of Carmel last year, so I'm sure that his, his former teammates are looking at their chops to get a, a hit on him.
1: Here we go with Bryce Helget uh, in the shotgun formation. Three to the right, and he rolls to the right side. It's a throw. It's up, and it's, he was trying to go to Cole Komet, and uh, Carmel had him pretty well surrounded.
3: Yeah, Joe Basara on the, the pass coverage there. The ball was overthrown. No one on the field was going to catch that. Maybe someone on the sideline. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised that they're, they're trying to take the, the lid off of Carmel's defense, but uh, they, they, they face a long
2: fourth and 11 here. Yeah, really the first time that we've seen a drive by St. Vida. We're throwing the ball. Usually, they're sticking to the run game or to the pitch game.
1: So here we go with Bryce Helgeth, uh in the shotgun formation, barking out the signals. And it's a quick kick. He's punted it. Looks like it's going to go into the end zone. We got a little bit lucky there because I don't think that was where they wanted to kick it.
3: No, that's not at all. It's going to be a net 24-yard punt. Yeah, not a bad play for them. They certainly would have hoped to pin the Corsairs inside their own 10-yard line, but the ball goes out to the 20. Offense back on the field.
1: Yeah. Nice to, a big stop there by the defense. Our defense has played well all year, Coach.
3: They really do a good job. You know, it's a bend but not break defense, and, and in large part, they, they've done a, a splendid job this year.
1: And they had a great game last week against uh, Nazareth. So here we go with Strutzel. Uh, under center, barks out, barking out the signals. And once again, Tariq Abrams behind him in replacement of Rondell Jamison this week. Here's a uh, handoff, stopped up right away. He only gets about a yard on that play. Tariq Abrams with the, with the carry.
3: You know, when the evaluations are done after watching film by the coaches, they evaluate the quarterback on reads. And if they do an, an 80% effective job of, of the right reads, They've done a great job. Strutzel graded out at 81% last week. Maybe not that strong tonight so far, but uh, plenty of offensive plays to go.
1: You listen to WSFI 88.5, Antioch, Strutzel, Carmel quarterback in the shotgun formation. And hands off on a counter play to, uh, looks like that went to uh, Abrams as well.
3: Varder did a great job there. Number five, Wilson star for Viader. A defensive back came in, set the edge, and forced Tremil inside. They'll do that anytime the Corsairs try to get outside.
1: So there's 436 left in the uh, first half. Carmel and St. Viders, it's seven to seven score. St. Viders, excuse me, Carmel has the ball at their own uh, 24-yard line. Third and uh, eight. And here we go with, with Strutzel barking out the signals. He's right under center. Strutzel is uh, dropped back. He's going to throw the ball. He's looking to the left side. He's throwing it deep. Oh wow. Okay, uh, just incomplete just over the head of uh,
2: yeah, Just over the head of green there and that one just oh, might have been too far out of bounds for him to uh, sustainable amount of grip on the ball to pull it in
3: That was well defended by Vider. I think Jeremy Strutzel threw the ball as far and, and as hard as he could and and uh, just came up short there.
2: So the Carmel Corsairs, it uh, looks like they're going to punt this one again with Monkman hoping to uh, to get this one off this time. Snap is low. And he's able to get it off.
5: Yeah. It
2: will fall out of wow. play, but that was dangerous right there.
1: Yeah, it really looked like they were going to block it, didn't it?
2: Yeah, especially with that low snap, punters got to react... Quickly, And if you can just get it off, that's all that matters at that point.
3: That was a brutal mark by the the ref. The ball was only about three yards out of bounds. And uh, from where it hit, he marked it about 15 yards in Viator's favor.
2: So they're once again in Corsair territory. So I'm very curious uh, for this uh, this St. Viator offense. You know, whether they're running the ball or they're throwing it, they spread the receivers out, almost to give the quarterback or the running back some room.
1: Shotgun formation, barking out the signals, three wide to the right. It's a quick uh, slant to number two on St. Byters. It looked like they picked up about three yards on the play. That's Sam uh, Kelmain, who's a 5'10", 175-pound senior.
3: Nice tackle there by George Curran. His job is to make sure that the ball doesn't get outside him. He forced it inside and came through with a tackle.
1: Here we go with thing, once again, St. Vieters in the shotgun formation. He's going to keep it, fake the handoff to uh, Jackson and kept the ball. He's got about 8 yards and it looks like that'll be a first enough for a first down. So we got first and 10, St. Vieters, and they're at the Carmel 35 yard line. Clock is down to three minutes and twenty-five seconds. Bryce Helgett, seeing Biders quarterback once again in the shotgun formation with two wide to the right and two wide to the left. Jackson in the backfield with him. Here's a fake to Jackson and he throws to the right side. And that's to the star. Cole Komet, and he's got a about a three yard dump off, and he went all got close to the first down. Yeah, it looks
3: like he might be a yard short. That was a, a very simple little run pass option play. So Helgeth could have kept it or dump it off to Komet. He dumped it off and that seemed to be the right choice.
1: So it looks like there's gonna be back out of the huddle. Once again, Bryce Helgeth in the shotgun formation, Mason. Barking out the signals, three to the left. Cole Komet is in motion. In handoff. Once again, that's to uh, their go-to guy Durante Jackson, who only got a couple on that play. So we're looking yeah. at a... It was enough for a first down, wasn't it, a Coach? No?
3: It sure looked like it was. That was a, a Walter Payton-style leap over the line of scrimmage, but they have him short. No okay. replays here.
1: Yeah, third and one. So Bryce Helget. Throws a nice ball. He's a big, strong kid. He kicks. He seems to do it all, huh?
2: Yeah, he's an all-around athlete right there. I mean, if you're uh, playing as the punter or as the, uh, the kicker, well, as quarterback, you got a lot of jobs.
1: So here he is. He's in the shotgun formation with Jackson in the backfield. He hands off to Jackson, and they uh, will get a first down on that. Just a couple yards, but that's enough for a first down. So we're, it looks like the spot will be around the... Carmel, 25-yard line. Viders is driving. 7-7 game. A minute 44 left in the first half. And uh, we need to stop, Coach, huh?
3: Yeah, a minute 40 to go. You definitely need to stop. And you don't want them to get any closer to the to the end zone because Helguth has proved he's got a strong leg.
1: Look at this. The throw it, it just overthrew in tight coverage. They almost... Almost a pick, George Kearns upset that he was not able to come up with it, the ball bounced off the helmet and he made a nice nice, nice try for it. Yeah,
3: that was a nice job. Nice job in coverage by George. And uh, probably tough for him to get a handle on that as he's on his left hand, it's it's clean, no gloves or anything, but his right hand, due to a broken hand, uh, has a, a big cast and a and a big pad around it.
1: Second down and 10. Uh, Helgith once again in the shotgun formation, the 25-yard line, and he's going to keep it. It looks like an option play. And uh, right away, number 55 for Carmel, it's uh, Jake Serwin, 6'2", 200-pound junior, who made a beautiful play on stopping him from getting anything there.
3: That was a great job there. It looked as if Serwin was coming in on a blitz, and it was a great call if that was the case by defensive coordinator Jimmy Redrick.
1: So here we go. Helgith once again in the shotgun formation. Drops back. He's got time to throw. He's looking around. He's going to dump it off to Jackson. And oh, Jackson has broken a tackle, a couple tackles, and he's all the way down to about the 12 yard line. Uh, Viders on the march. 46.9 seconds left. 7 7 ball game. And boy, that was a big play.
2: Yeah, it was critical for him to break the tackle of John Myask right there, which gained him probably about. Eight or, ten, eight or nine yards to uh, get some space.
1: So here's Helgith in the shotgun formation. Uh, pitch to Jackson. Jackson to the left side. And he's brought down after a few yards. Nice. Again, there.
3: Uh, again, there. A nice play, play by George Curran. Setting the edge. Trying to beat his blocker. And as Jackson tried to get around him, he, he stretched out and, and made the tackle.
2: Effective play. Definitely. We'd like to give you a word from our sponsors, WSFI 80.5 FM Catholic Radio invites you to their fifth annual fall benefit and fundraiser on Friday, November 4th at Mundelein Seminary located at 1000 East Maple Avenue, Mundelein, Illinois. Doors open at 6 p.m. and The event will feature a live and silent auction, including fantastic seats to the Bears and Packers matchup at Soldier Field and dinner with keynote speaker His Excellency George Rassus, auxiliary bishop of Chicago make reservations, call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit Radio.org and click on events. That's Radio.org. Then click on events.
1: John, my wife and I did our uh, pre-cana with uh, Bishop Razzis when he was the pastor at St. Mary's in Lake Forest.
2: Here's my uh, He was my confirmation bishop as well.
1: He's a good man. So... Coach, we got 29.1 seconds left. It's a 7-7 football game. Uh, Invaders is moving. We got to stop them, don't
3: we? Yeah, they have one timeout left. The Corsairs' objective is: we, you win if you stop them here and make them kick a field goal.
2: Helga out of the shotgun. Throws over the shoulder and drops. That's a that's a pass that uh probably probably could have got his hands on, but as he was turning over his shoulder, wide receiver Mark Clark. Just couldn't get enough on it to make the reception.
1: Yeah, they had six points right there, John, didn't they, if he had caught it? And I actually, you know, in the NFL, they'd be saying that's a catch you got to make.
2: A catch you have to
3: make. It's a simple timing play. It's, it's 10 yards and out, and the quarterback and receivers work on that endlessly. That's a play that should have been made.
2: It's all timing right there. Half a second, and Clark well, would have added a touchdown to his. So uh, somehow his resume. only
1: three seconds ran off the clock there. That's hard to believe. But 25.7 seconds left in the. Yeah.
2: Helgesen, out of the shotgun again. They're going to try the same play, and this time he just missed.
1: Yeah. Tried to go to Cole Komet there, and. Uh... Komet had his back to him as the ball was was thrown, and it looked like it, they weren't on the same page.
3: Looked like a broken play. It looked a bit like uh, Jay Cutler and uh, his his rookie <laughs> receiver there. <laughs> Although I saw no gestures by the quarterback. So and and Komet is probably not a guy that you want to upset. So. So there, there
1: was a big stop by our defense, huh, Coach?
3: Yes, it was. Uh, if they if they keep into a field goal, it's a win in that situation.
1: So here's the, uh, they're going for the extra point, and it, here's the snap, it's down, it's good. Komet's kick is perfect. he just got one heck of a leg. So it is a 10-7 football game with 20 and a half seconds left in the first half. You're listening to WSFI 88.5 Antioch, and the Carmel Corsairs are down the St. Viator Lions 10-7 to right now. Tight game.
3: <laughs> exactly what I'd expect. Carmel-Vider, it's, it's a huge rivalry. Uh, I had mentioned that that the schools compete for the same students. And I know, I know of a couple kids who live five minutes from the Carmel campus who go to St. Vider, and, and I've known students who live a block away from St. Viter who have attended Carmel. What convinces them to do one or the other? I, I couldn't tell you, but uh, it certainly heats the matchup.
1: Yeah
2: probably relative to the sports programs for a lot of the guys and gals as well.
1: Yeah, they're both great schools and they they develop very uh, strong young men and women that are future leaders and it's just a great testament. So here we go with Helgett's gonna kick off. We've got our guys deep, Zaire Barnes and Miles Trammell. And it's a kick that looks like Trammell's gonna get it. He's a burner, let's see what he can do. He gets it at the three. He's uh, off to about the 20, the 22-yard line. He's upended, he got out there pretty quick. But they stayed in their formations and uh, there was nowhere to go.
3: No, very, very well covered. The special teams providers have proven to be very strong here. With uh, 15 seconds to go in the half, I would anticipate that, that the Corsairs will probably take a knee and take the air out of the ball.
1: So here we go. Strutzel breaks the huddle. He's up there. It looks like Strutzel's in the shotgun formation. Maybe not, Coach.
3: I've been wrong before. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we got one wide each side. Strutzel's got a heck of an arm. So let's see if he tries to hear it. Oh, it's... Two so, men in motion. Two men in motion. It was a, maybe a lucky thing because the snap was a little off, and Strutzel looked like he made a hit hard time coming up with it.
3: Yeah, it's hard to say who did wrong when there are two men in motion. You know, typically, out of the, the double wing offense, one of the wings is going to go in motion, well, the wing went in motion and so did the fullback, so that was a little uh, uncharacteristic of the o-
2: Corsair offense. And I think what the Corsairs are trying to do here is get uh, their punter or their kicker, Matt Helen, enough range for a field goal. He committed to Louisiana State earlier this month, so he's got one hell of a leg. Did he really? Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So here we go. Strutzel in the shotgun handoff, so they didn't really try to do a whole lot. Um, that. Looks like that's going to kill it. They're not going to call another play. The clock is about to run out, and it's a 10-7 ball game, everybody, with St. Viator's taking the lead into the half. 10. Viator's 10, Carmel 7, and uh, it's been an exciting first half of play. So now that we are at halftime, we'll be back to break down the first half. Before that, I had the opportunity to talk to Ken Kordick, who's the director of alumni relations at Carmel Catholic High School. What a better time to talk to him than during homecoming week? And here's our interview as we go back to WSFI. Welcome back to WSFI 88.5 FM, and we are here once again at Carmel Catholic High School in Mundelein, Illinois, and in another edition of Spotlight, where we bring focus on people at Carmel Catholic, and. Today, we're speaking with Ken Cordick, and he's the Director of Alumni Relations at Carmel Catholic. Ken, could you just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
8: Sure. Uh, I grew up in the state of Iowa. I, I actually am not a Carmel grad, which is one of the first questions that people ask me as alumni director, but I do have 16 years of uh, Catholic education. grew up uh, small on a farm in Iowa, uh, grade school all the way through eighth grade, and then went to a, a large high school in West Des Moines, which is about the same size as Carmel, and then uh, St. Ambrose and Davenport. Previous to coming here, I worked for a company called Fanatics, which is a pretty much NFL shop. Anything that you buy online that has is sports related. That's that we ran all those sites. And I was uh, hired here uh, just a little under two years ago uh, for a full-time position uh, here at Carmel, just to help develop the alumni program.
1: <laughs> well, Ken, welcome to Carmel, Thank and you. Uh, it's great to have you here. I was a graduate of another. Catholic High school in Chicago area as well. but I feel stronger allegiance with my boys here and just knowing what's going on for Carmel than I do for even this high school that I graduated from because it's, it's really a magical place, huh
8: It really is and, and that it probably sounds cliche, but I always sense the pride not only from the students when I walk the hallways here, but I'm talking to 51 years of alumni and there's a pride within the alumni uh, of this school that is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, they always like to come home. They always like to know what's going on at the school. And, um, like I said, just a certain – I suppose you have any kind of pride at any high school, but there's something special here. So, um,
1: you know, your previous job in sports uh, industry with uh, a group called Fanatics, Mm -hmm. you know, ultimately it's that enthusiasm from, you know, that that you're bringing into uh, this position with – Alumni relations, because you want to keep that fanaticism going, if you will, but uh, keep it going for Carmel.
8: Absolutely, yeah, and I mean, it it probably was two different jobs, but a a lot of the experience I had there, I was director of sales and service there, and and you know, I'm selling Carmel back to the alumni. I'm I'm getting them to relate back to their their years of high school, and um, you know, like I said, the pride the pride makes it easy, but there's also those alumni out there who you know, haven't been found over a long time, and I just want to get them uh, connected back as best I can.
1: And you're enjoying yourself?
8: I am. I just love it here. I told, yeah. I told people from day one, I just felt at home, uh, the department I work in and just walking the halls, talking to the teachers and staff, I think we're all, we all have a common mission here. I mean, the, the Catholic education school system is, is something that's valued, and I feel that mission throughout the administration the teachers admissions and my alumni program it, it's all really cohesive
1: yeah that's beautiful and in the fact that you have uh, love for the school it shows is you know we're talking with you now and, and that uh, I'm sure translates well as an ambassador yeah. So, tell us about some of the uh, events that are available to alumni.
8: Sure, um, we're adding more and more all the time. Uh, one thing that's been going on for a few years, even before I got here, was it is going on right now. I guess is the tent party in the end zone of the homecoming uh, of the homecoming game. Uh, that's just open to all alumni and even friends and family. We bring in, uh, we have an alum that graduated in 02 owns a, a place called Barbecue Productions and he brings in, caters it, and we have a... I've another. eaten there and it's very, very good. <laughs> it's really good food. Is that a Gray's Lake or Third Lake address? Yeah, Third Lake, uh uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, another another 06 grad, uh, she has a bakery, and so we're having desserts from her. So we're trying to make you it can give all her a, couple, a couple, of,
1: What's the name of that, if you know?
8: Oh, Scafuri Bakery, and then Chris Schoenberg from, uh, Schoenberger from uh, BBQ Productions. So great food, and uh, so that's our tent party. That's kind of the one that's been going on. We have lots of things we've added the last past couple of years. We do a service event. In fact, we uh, with St. Viator alumni, we go over to feed my starving children, and we pack pack meals for uh, the starving children of the world, and we call it food fight. But we're all in there together, just doing it. Uh, the two alumni associations together go over so. to the one
1: right over in Libertyville. Yeah,
8: yeah, yeah it's cool. a good time, and it's uh, you know a little bit of a competition, but we we are doing it for the same same purpose. And then we have lots of social things we're adding. We uh, we had a game up in Milwaukee. The Cubs went to the Brewers, and we had a little section of alumni up there. Um, we're adding a lot of happy hours. In fact, we had one down in the city uh, a month ago. We're having another one in Schaumburg on October 13th. We had an uh, what we we tried to have an outdoor movie night uh, before school started. The weather didn't cooperate, so it was indoors this year. But we're looking forward to next year on the big new uh, scoreboard. We're going to show a couple movies. People can bring their blankets, sit on the turf. So it's going to be a big social event that we're hoping to invite people back. And of course, I we have ten reunions a year now. So I just got done in June. We had our very first 50-year uh, inter uh, reunion. That was the so do they have 66. a reunion every five years? Every five years, yeah. That's beautiful that they do that. So um,
1: let me ask you, are there various ways to stay informed uh, with all that's going on at Carmel Catholic?
8: Absolutely. Uh, we, I'm very dependent on people keeping me up to date on their email. People move around so much, have new addresses, new email addresses. So... If you want to know anything about what's going on in the alumni program, I r- really appreciate people reaching out. There's several ways to do that. You can do it right on our website. You can email alumni at carmelhs.org. We have a Facebook page that's just Carmel High School alumni. We have Twitter, at Corsair alumni. have our LinkedIn page, which hopefully we can develop and have some uh, alumni, older alumni, helping new graduates out, you know, in finding work. Uh, I think that would be a really good group that we can. And you can just plain call me, too. I mean, I have a direct line. And a email so eight four seven three eight eight three three nine zero is my number, and my uh, email is kcordick k k o r d i c k at carmelhs.org. and I would like to I love talking to alumni. I do it every day, and I hear stories from fifty one years of of Carmel. So
1: and you know obviously we got a big one coming up this weekend uh, with uh, homecoming and what have you. Mm-hmm. Ken, thank you so much. God bless you and all that you're doing for Carmel. Appreciate it. Thanks very much, Mark.
7: Hi, Father Jim Curtin here, one of the hosts of our weekly radio show on healing. I'd like to invite you to our second annual Healing the Whole Person Conference on Friday, October 28th, and Saturday, October 29th, at Marytown in Libertyville. On the eve of Halloween, Kyle Clement, an exorcist trainer, will teach us how to free ourselves from the negative spiritual forces in our lives that cause our own abilities. Father Bob Sears will help us uproot the hurts in our family systems that bring pain and suffering. And I will teach you about healing and deliverance. If you register by October 1st, the cost for two days is $100. Priests, deacons, and religious attend for free. But must register. Call 224-789-8455 or go online at WSFICatholicRadio.org to save your place.
0: My name is Father John Grigas. I'm the rector of the Shrine of St. Maxim Colby at Marytown. I'm a priest, and as priests, we are responsible for forming you in the presence of Christ through the sacraments, through the preaching, through everything else. But you are the Christ who goes out into the world and brings the good news. And WSFI is one of the main means, and so God bless all that WSFI does. And please support WSFI in whatever means that you can so that this wonderful station may continue to broadcast the good news and evangelize our culture. WSFI 88.5 FM.
1: Welcome back to WSFI 88.5. You're hearing the broadcast of the game of the week, which is Carmel Catholic versus St. Viator's. And uh, the Carmel Catholic Corsairs are losing right now, seven. The score is 10 to seven with the uh, Viator Lions out front. Uh, you can hear it's halftime right now. And the band is out there. And the cheerleaders, and a lot of noise, and a lot of uh, excitement in the air. I'm joined right now with John Collins who's uh, a recent graduate last year of Carmel, and he's a student at Bradley in Broadcast Journalism right now. John, tell tell us how it's going for you. You're you're in your first year down there.
2: Yeah, it's a great time. I mean, um, from the educational standpoint, it's great. All the professors are awesome. Uh, So if anyone's interested in communications or engineering, that's another big major that we have there. Definitely recommend checking out Bradley. From a Catholic standpoint, They've got an awesome Newman Center every year. They've got a speaker mass offered, obviously, on Sunday, but then Tuesday through Friday as well, daily confession, and just a lot of events that they do. So Bradley's doing a great job
5: down there.
1: So, John, just, uh, I, I went to a Catholic college, and you know, Coach May, when he was in college, they didn't have Newman Centers, I don't think. Did they, Coach? I don't think they had Newman Centers back when you were in college. Did no, they? they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So John's telling us about his experience at Bradley University. He's in a Newman Center. Uh, a lot of people don't know what that means.
2: Yeah, the Newman Center is basically the—it's uh, a Catholic community on either a public or, or, or non-denominational private campus. Um, so Bradley is a private school, but it's an industrial private school, so there there's no religious affiliation. But it, it was mainly brought up because the Catholic Church. Uh, we're starting to see that, that they need to start bringing the youth back in uh, kind of the college age Some some students go astray. So the Newman Center was a way that the Catholic Church decided to help bring them in uh, And it's it's been a great program. So
1: when there's a Catholic Church on these larger campuses There's usually uh, a building connected with it. and That's referred to as the Newman Center And that's where the Catholics can congregate. Is that essentially the the plan?
2: Yeah, definitely. It's um you know, to kind of check it out a bit. Also, it's great for discernment as well. But just a really a very personal relationship that you form, uh, not only with the other students uh, that attend, but but also with the priests there. Um, you know, we we've got a great Monsignor down there, Monsignor Brownsey, and uh, he's a, he's great for vocational discernment as well. So, great guy. So,
1: so Coach May, uh, we're at halftime now. The Carmel band and they're all decked out. And they just They look great in their uniforms. The cheerleaders just left the field, and they all have uh, football jerseys on. What's that all about?
3: I'm sure it's just a homecoming thing. I don't know if that means their boyfriend wears whatever number they're wearing. I I do have a niece on the squad, and she's wearing number 60, and number 60 is uh, Kevin Rediger. As far as I know, she's not going to homecoming with Kevin, so it must be a... uh, a little agreement between the football team and cheerleaders. They look great out there, though.
1: Yeah, and Kevin Rediker is one of the offensive linemen along with uh, John Spire, we mentioned at center, and Joey Pasinski, uh big guy, 6'4", 260 out of St. Gilbert's uh, graduate, and T.J. Gavin, the other, uh, one of the other offensive linemen, 6'4", 210 out of St. Mary's of Buffalo Grove, and, and uh, finally Braden Foster, 6'4", Big guy at 300 uh, out of Saint, uh out of Fremont School. So, she wound up with one of those uh, big guys' uh, jerseys.
3: She sure did. She and you know what? It's important we mention the offensive line because anyone with their salt in football, anyone who's coached football, realizes the importance of an offensive line, and especially in the Corsairs' option offense, the offensive line is pivotal.
1: Yeah. So, Coach, what happened in the first half as you look back and uh, break it down for us?
3: Well, it looked to be a tale of two offenses. The, the Corsairs had a, a, a roughly nine-minute drive to open the game and scored a touchdown. Viator answered right away and came back with a, a long drive of their own. And uh, the, the, the Corsairs couldn't muster much offense after that. And Viator is effectively running their offense they're running a, a spread and they're running a read option. So they're doing, doing well both on, on the ground and in the air. And uh, they've really impressed me so far. It's gonna be a challenge in the second half because the Lions are gonna receive on the kickoff and the, the Corsairs
2: defense is gonna have to hold. Yeah, and the thing about the Lions offense is that it's, it's so versatile. I mean, there's so many options they can go with. I mean, you've got the huge guy, Cole Kmet, I mean, He's, he's a real tough guy to stop. You've got Jackson uh, hitting up as uh, both as a back and as a wide receiver. And then just the quarterback, um, you know, looking at you know, he can run it as well. He's another offensive option you gotta look out for. I
1: feel good. I, I mean, coach, uh, you know, it's a gut feeling, but I, I think that uh, we match up fairly well with these guys. And as long as we can keep Colt Komet under control, we should win this ball game. I
3: think your assessment is perfect. You know, especially for homecoming, and and we often schedule Viter for homecoming whenever we could. You know, in the last seven eight years, the the game has come down to the last play of the game. So whoever has the football last, expect that that team to to possibly come out, come out on top.
1: Yeah. So Coach May is a humble guy. I went to college down in Mobile, Alabama, and. He did as well. He was a, a baseball uh, player at South Alabama, which really was one of the elite programs in the nation, uh, college World Series champion. And, uh, you know, not a lot of high school athletes get to play a college sport on that level. So, you know, when you look back on, on your career as an athlete, having played football and, and baseball here at Carmel and then college, you know, was there a favorite time?
3: You know, i to have to say playing ball at South Alabama was, a, was the, the best time for sports in my life. I was coached by a former Major League player and, and Major League manager, Eddie Stanky. And while he was difficult at the time, he taught us lots of life lessons. You know, he was, he was a good man, devout Catholic, devout Catholic. When we took road trips, he'd find out the nearest Catholic church and say, OK, which one of you licks is going to, to church with me this morning? And uh, I would usually join and, and and go with them, but it was a great time. It was a great experience traveling all over the South, playing schools like the University of Miami, Alabama, Texas A and M. So we you know we played a, a we were a Division One team and Division One schedule, and it was a great experience. Absolutely did you ever get wonderful. over to
1: the chapel at Spring Hill when you were down there?
3: We hadn't, but I think they actually have a pub under uh, downstairs. We there. did. I we think
1: a, we made we it once. Pub. So do they have any pubs on campus, John? At Bradley? Not that I know of.
2: Not that I know of.
1: You're too young, anyway. That's right. I'm
2: I'm pumping out those good vibrations here.
1: Hey, Mr. May, just joining you know. us in the booth right now is the president uh, <laughs> of Carmel Catholic, Brad Bonham, and we're gonna uh, talk to Coach. Uh, we're gonna talk to the president about his assessment of the game. What do you think? Uh, it's homecoming. Yeah,
9: it's homecoming. It's awesome. We have a phenomenal crowd out here. Uh so close game
1: so far. What are yeah. they serving down there in the? Uh, Homecoming. I uh, got area. a little pulled pork brisket.
9: Um, so barbecue so, yeah. productions. Is so down you there.
1: B- barbecue productions, <laughs> and that's, they're caramel people, caramel right. graduates. Yeah, exactly right. Have you been so. there, Coach May? Uh,
3: barbecue productions. Oh yes, it's wonderful, wonderful stuff. Actually, I'm wondering why we're going to ask Dr. Bonham about football. He's from Ohio. What does he know about football? <laughs> oh, thanks
7: a lot. I appreciate it. Jill.
1: That's very nice of you to say. So you, what happens is you go buy a bracelet and then you get to go hang out in that tent, you're right on top of the field, and the food is, this is the best food they've ever had because they got barbecue productions down there. Yeah, they're
9: awesome. We had a great uh, great, great turnout from our alumni. Uh, we had a gentleman named Mr. May, who lives in Florida. It's gotta be a cousin of yours, Joe. Yep. He flew up a class
3: of 71. That's awesome. So it's a reunion year for him. Yeah. What would that be forty-five? Well,
9: yeah, it could be close to. I asked him. I said, Do "You know Joe May? You know, teacher at uh, Carmel Catholic." And he's like, "Uh, maybe."
3: Because <laughs> he, he said, "I must be related in some way." I, I, uh, we are, we are indeed second cousins. He grew up in the Spring Grove area, which is where my dad grew up. Yep. And I met Dave. I went to school with Brad, who was a 78 grad, and I, I met Dave just when I went down and got some popcorn.
1: Yeah, great guy. He's so you're awesome listening guy. to the uh, live broadcast of WSFI 88.5 Catholic Radio. And uh, we're in the booth here with John Collin, a graduate last year, of broadcasting major at Bradley University, Coach Joe May, who's a longtime football coach and baseball coach at Carmel Catholic. And our president, Brad Bottom is uh, also in the booth with us right now. It's homecoming. Carmel's losing 10-7, to 7, but we feel good. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's only halftime.
9: So you guys got a pretty good view up here. Nice nice digs you got. So it yeah, looks good.
1: it is nice. And uh just nice seeing the field. It's nice to see all these people come back. Football kind of, it's the beauty of football is it brings everybody together.
9: Yeah, the weather reminds you of Friday night football. Incredible crowd.
1: Yeah, uh, parking lot packed full, cool, but what a great game it's been so far. Right, so Ohio really is a, a big—it's a big deal there.
9: Yeah, absolutely. It's
1: I'm sorry, I, I went I saw Moeller play Massillon years ago. That was one of the, two of the big high schools uh, down there—the one Catholic and the one public. Yeah, it,
9: it's huge. It's St. Ignatius, St. Ed's. You have Moeller, Washington, Massillon, where Paul Brown coached in high school. Uh, you have uh, the Cincinnati schools like St. Xavier, Moeller, uh, Ohio. Everything shuts down on Friday night. So, and they, they came here to uh, Illinois and Northern. There's some uh, great football here as well. Uh, a lot of great athletes on on both sides of the ball. So it's, it's been been a phenomenal uh, game so far.
1: So do we have a pep rally in the school or anything this week? Yeah. Or
9: Yeah, we had uh, we just one today about, uh, about two o'clock. We were a little worried about rain. It was supposed to be outside, but uh, we moved it inside. It didn't rain, but uh, still had a very uh, great pep rally. Uh, I was listening to the student section uh, before and during wow. the game. I don't think I've ever heard it as loud as a student section has been in all my life. I mean, they are so loud and so fired up. It's awesome. That's neat. Yeah, it gives you chills. Almost. And so with
1: those pep rallies, we we feature some of the other sports as well, and not just the football. And yeah. we're having a lot of success at Carmel.
9: Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've been uh, really lucky that uh, the partner with you guys for the volleyball games and for the soccer. So, it's been a great fall with uh, WSFI. It's been awesome.
1: So, John, I, I mean. Uh, Dr. Brown, I want to introduce you to John Collin, who's a graduate last year. I don't know if you ever got a chance to meet this guy.
9: It ran into him once or twice in the hallway. So. Did you? Good to see him in the building.
1: What He's yeah. awesome. He's, he's uh, discerning a, a possible, you know, I don't know if I should, if you mind my saying No, nah, it doesn't matter at all. I'm out a possible there about it. vocation of the priesthood, even. Awesome. So, I mean, that's the fruits of Carmel Catholic. I mean, yeah. God bless. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's
9: wonderful. So it's good to have you here. Welcome. Yeah, and, and
2: that's just all the work, not, not only of, of you guys upstairs, but just the individual work of, of the teachers and just the personal connection uh, that you have with them. I mean, Mr. May to name one, Ms. Westlick to name another. I mean, they're all there and they're all open to, uh, to just, uh, you know, getting personal. You know they're not afraid to do it. So great thing about Carmel, right there.
9: So does it feel a little surreal to be sitting next to Mr. May after taking classes with him last year, and now you're doing a
3: football game with
9: them? Yeah, he
2: gave me a good grade, so <laughs> I guess we're on a, we're good no, terms you, you here. You earned a good grade.
3: <laughs> you earned a good grade, but uh, I
1: should have asked for another couple hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Jack Bottom, we're looking at the scoreboard over there, and uh, WSFI is up on the scoreboard, eighty-eight point five, Antioch, and that's where the listener of this game are, are at, and uh, what a nice scoreboard.
9: Yeah, it is beautiful, and uh, a long story with it, but it's been a great uh, promotion piece. It's been an opportunity to do a lot of special events out by the field, um, and uh, we were really lucky. I asked the guy that installed it, I said, have you ever seen one that big for a high school before? And he says, no, I have not. He says, it's the largest one in Illinois for a high school. So we're pretty lucky that... Uh, have this uh, feature piece to promote Carmel and promote uh, school spirit, and uh, really, really lucky and very thankful for our donors that uh, that paid for it, and uh, really benefits our students quite a bit. So, um, extremely happy. It, it really shines bright.
1: So, Doctor Bottom, anything else that, you know that going out at Carmel you want to highlight? I know there's that exhibit uh, that uh, the public has been able to come through to see, and uh, I was on actually I was on another. A Christian radio station, not a Catholic one, this week, and the uh-huh. host of the station that was interviewing me was bringing up the exhibit.
9: Yeah, um, we were we're lucky and very fortunate, and very humbled to host uh, my father's love exhibit. And if you haven't heard about it yet, uh, it's a, a mosaic art uh, done by Ed Lancer, two million pieces that it, uh, that he assembled, uh, 30 wooden panels, each weighing 400 pounds. And uh, WGN actually came out, was was here for about two and a half hours filming and did a beautiful segment. And uh, typically we'll get anywhere from 30, 40, 50 people that'll come in on a three, four hour period uh, to view the murals. Um, And our students are docents. They provide the tours and and, kind of explain the artwork. And it's, it's beautiful. It's open on Tuesdays and Thursdays from uh, 3.30 to 7 o'clock, and then on Sundays from 10 to
5: 2. So,
1: halftime
9: clock just went uh, to zero. Looks like they're getting ready to kick off.
1: Yeah, it is. And, uh, so, uh, Coach May, uh, how do we get some of that barbecue up in the booth? <laughs> we should look and look, look yeah. and ask for Brad Bottom, <laughs> right. Doctor Brad Bottom. my nice
9: sign to get off and go and get
3: some.
0: Uh, right, exactly. For
1: you guys. So these guys, uh, Barbecue Productions, they're out of Third Lake. Yeah, and it's um, an awesome, guy. Actually, there's a. I'm sorry. Carmelgrad. Yeah, the Carmelgrad is the one. There, there's a fellow that was a deputy sheriff for us. Uh, that was uh, he was a really good deputy. He left though and uh, shortened his career and is, is working with, out there at, Caramo- at uh, barbecue Productions as well. So
9: yeah nice story is when uh, uh, Grace Lake was hit with those bad storms. I think it was last year tornado went through a lot of people had some struggles and uh, they came out and served food right uh, right from their, right from their uh, portable thing and, uh, and provided free food for, for those that had hit some rough times. And all out of the graciousness of their heart uh, to be kind to the community and to give back, so we think a lot of them and uh, have a great partnership with them over Homecoming.
1: So, Dr. Bonham, uh, the play-by-play right now you're going to hear from is John Callan, the recent graduate of Carmel Catholic, and he's a, a really a talented fellow, and you, you see, <laughs> it, you know, the talents come in all different ways. And uh, John, if you take the call, yeah, certainly.
2: Thanks there, Mark. Matt Helen with. The kickoff that's sent deep, and they're just gonna let it for a touchback. Which, by the way, I'd misinformed the audience, he is not committed to Louisiana State. He is receiving offers, however, from Alabama, Iowa State, and Mizzou.
1: So, just to get a little bit of fact check schools, right there. Huh? So, you got to yeah. be a like uh, a Joe May type athlete to get looked at by those kind of schools. Yeah, not any longer. That was
3: about 35 years ago, Mark. Thank you for the compliment, though. <laughs>
2: Well, there you go. All righty. So at the 20-yard line, Helgeth will we'll, uh will get back to work out of the shotgun. Three receiving options. Two to his right, one to his left. Gets the snap, hand off to Jackson. Jackson tries to go up the middle and he'll snag a couple of yards on that.
3: Again, going back to the read option, trying to catch Carmel's defense overcommitting, which they did not. They played well de- defensively there. Good job on a, a short two yard carry.
2: Lions organizing their offense. In the play design from their coach and Helgeth will step into the pocket. Again, three receiving options. Corsair shifting the defensive line. Hand off to Jackson again. Jackson working on the outside before he gets taken down right near the 29-yard line, and we'll get some content from our sponsors. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney is proud to sponsor this Carmel Catholic football game. Good luck on a great season to the Corsairs. And if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help. We are easy to find. We just started construction at our new state-of-the-art facility coming soon. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Route 45 and Grand Avenue. Helgeth. Out of the pocket. Gets the snap again through the shotgun and Jackson gets stopped. It looks like he's got the first down and they give it to him.
3: Just there the the Corsair tackler John Ivan had a handful and he he, he just nearly stopped him but it looks like they gained it by about 6 inches.
2: So they give it to him. Carmel and a tight football game here. Down 7 to 10 with Vider in their own zone trying to get it out. Helgith on the snap, hands off to Jackson again. And Jackson, sizable gain, picks up about six or seven yards.
3: Yeah, kind of a draw look on that play. The quarterback uh, handed off to Jackson and then faked as if he wasn't ready to pass the ball. Effective job by the Lions offensive
2: line just passing the 10-minute mark Helgeth barking commands to his offense Out of the shotgun takes a snap Fakes the handoff Helgeth going deep and that is too deep As it a missed receiving option by about 10 yards?
3: Well, he chucked that ball about 50 yards. Yeah, in, unfortunately, the, air. Receiver, in the air in the air, yeah unfortunately receiver had only gone about 40 yards
1: yeah, shows you he's got a big arm, though. Yeah,
2: big athlete, Helgith. He's uh, very versatile, too, taking multiple roles while leading the offense. Which, by the way, you are listening to the All-Star Catholic High School Game of the Week on WSFI Antioch 80.5 FM Catholic Radio. Helgith out of the shotgun, takes a snap. Takes it for himself, tries to work around the outside. He gets the first down and a few yards more.
3: Back to the read option for St. Vider there. Helguth faked the handoff to Jackson and uh, took it on the edge outside. Picked up the first down. Corsairs need to stiffen on defense.
2: They need to stiffen up a little bit as this is a tight game. And if, uh, if Vider's able to make this a two-score game, then it could inhibit the Corsairs a little bit. Out of the shotgun, Helga, another handoff to Jackson. Jackson tries to work up the middle, doesn't get much, but he does get a gain.
3: That's a design cutback there, so the Vider offense would zone block, which essentially means they're just going to step to their right and block forward. Whoever steps in their way, they're going to block him, and it's up to the back to read where he wants to go, and he went right that time for a good three yards
2: second and seven just past the nine minute mark Helgeth again with three receiving options two to his left one to his right out of the shotgun gets the snap fakes a screen pass takes it for himself maneuvering and gets taken down maybe a yard short of the line depends where they put the placement
3: that was a really intelligent play by Helgeth there he looked to throw a, a bubble screen to one of the wingbacks. He was covered, rolled out a little bit, and then saw an opening to run and uh, took advantage of a, an allowing Carmel
2: defense. So they give him the first down, and they are in Carmel territory now. Up at the uh, 47-yard line. And Helgeth getting commands from the coaching staff. Four receivers, three to his left, one to his right. Screen pass here to Komet. And Komet, if they heard of Corsairs, taking him down, they might lose a yard on that one.
3: Yeah, they may. That was a bubble screen on that. So they'll throw to one of the three receivers on the left. The other two will try to pick up blocks and allow the receiver to find a hole. There was no hole there. The Corsair defense swarmed that play.
1: Yeah, Coach, co- when we look at the uh, Carmel in, in the rush three typically, and it looks like John Ivan, Jacob Sicko, and Snarsky lined up, here we go.
2: Helgith. was about to take the snap. Coaching staff changed it up a bit. Helgith rolling, thrown, and that is a, that's a pass it has gotta be caught there as it was in and out of the hands of Mark Clark.
3: That's another, another drop for Clark. I, I would anticipate if he drops another one, they're not going to go his way. But he was pretty wide open on that play.
2: Yeah, and and I, I, we had mentioned so Cole Komet on a couple of those plays, and uh, big tight end very much resembles Noah Turner, who was with the Corsairs last year. Right,
1: North uh, Carolina. So rounding out the defense, George Curran, Zaire Barnes, and Jake DiMarco on the field right now in the secondary along with uh, Jimmy Harvey, Ricky, uh, Riley Hickey, and, and Jake Serwin, also the linehangers. Snap dangerous. taken.
2: Helgeth rolling out of the pocket, and he's able to get rid of it. My, it really looks like the Corsairs are going to get him there. John Ivan nearly taking him down, but they were able to get it off, so no sack for the Corsair defense.
3: That was a nice job in coverage by Miles Tremil. Helgeth was in trouble. He rolled out and scrambled a little bit, and the rule is if the quarterback's in trouble, you either run back to him or run away from him, and the Vider receiver ran back to him. Gain of four or five on that play, which was effective because it looked like it might have been a 10-yard loss by a sack.
1: Coach May, it looks like uh, different defensive formations than we've seen in the past. Carmel's, uh, you know, typically you have a three-man front. They're uh, certainly lining up more uh, up front tonight. Yeah,
3: you know, because Viter is running the ball fairly effectively, they're going to have to put more guys in the box, which may put you at risk for plays outside or passes. The hope is if you rush more guys, you play a little bit of man-to-man on defense for the pass, and they have time to get to the quarterback as well as stop the run.
1: Are you enjoying this all-star Catholic High School football game of the week? Did you know that you can listen to it again later on demand? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org. Click on Listen, then Programming. That's WSFICatholicRadio.org. Listen, then Programming. You are listening to the All-Star Catholic High School football game of the week on WSFI Antioch 88.5 Catholic Radio.
2: Fourth and ten commence with a very short punt.
1: If they get a hand And down if down. If they get a
2: and the bounce rolls their way, and they're able to pin the Corsairs. Coach, we were close to blocking
1: it. I couldn't tell if we got a hand on it.
3: I don't, I don't think they did, but uh, Helgeth did a nice job getting a, that one off. Although it wasn't a great punt, certainly a bounce in, in Vider's favor, and the Corsairs will start this drive inside their own 20.
2: Yeah, so Carmel's got some work to do, but it's, uh, it's good that they've gotten the ball here for the first time in the second half. Let's see if they can make a score. Strutzel under center. Gets a snap and a pitch. Trammell. So Tramiel moves on to the outside before he's sent out of bounds. Not a bad, uh, not a bad play right there.
3: No, good job by Tremil getting outside. He juked inside just one little stutter step, which allowed him to get around
1: the defender and, and get that gain for a first down. So there's 7.29 left in the third quarter. St. Bider Lions leading Carmel Corsair 10-7. to First and 10 for Carmel with the ball at uh, their own 30, excuse me, their own 27-yard line.
2: Strutzel under center. Some movement going on, they reset Strutzel with the snap. Looks like he's going to take it for himself oh, and it it's fumble, fumble on the field but it's picked yeah, up. Yeah, and...
1: good. We really wow. covered it. Jeez, close play there, huh? And, and that, that, that almost worked by, down there uh, faithful. Trammell staying alive, huh Coach? Staying, uh...
3: That was a great job. You follow the football. Even though Strutzel apparently turned the wrong way, he knew what to do. He tucked the ball under and tried to get what he could and actually found a little bit of hole there.
2: It's a Corsairs. Inching towards fighter territory. Strutzel with the snap. Pitch for Trammell. Trammell breaking free a little bit. He's going to get a oh, wow. first down and more.
1: That was a nice run, huh,
5: Coach?
3: Yeah, outside the other way. It, uh, just like the pitch two plays ago, they pitched to the left there. Tremell again, juked inside, sprinted outside, and got to the
1: edge. It was a nice run. Yeah, it was he, the defender was ready to make the tackle, and, and Tremell gave him a fake to the inside and just moved to the outside and run, went right around him. Yeah, the old dead leg move.
2: Yeah, unfortunately got a flag like here. a hold on the
1: Corsairs. Oh, jeez. That's too bad.
3: That's a challenge, when you try to go outside, you're so susceptible to a holding call out there. And that's one thing that the sideline refs, they're gonna look simply for that. Is the blocker blocking legally, or is he holding?
2: So first and 20, Corsairs, got some work to do. 6.45, third quarter. Strutzel, under center, Vider, packing that scrimmage line. Here we go. And with the throw. And that's a wonderful catch by Green. Green gets taken down, and that's a first down.
1: Green gives the signal for first down. He's he's fired up. What a nice throw, too. Rainbow, the uh, right side there. You know, hit him in stride, uh, virtually hit him in stride. He
3: had to slow down a little bit. But uh, great call, great call. They had, uh, you know, first down and 20. You want to get at least half of that on first down if you can. They got it all plus some.
2: Yeah. So in Vider territory, legally, this time, Strutzel again under center, two receiving options, three Corsairs in the backfield. Handoff sent for Adams and Tariq uh, I picks got up about
1: three
3: yards there. Mm-hmm. That was a nice job on the give to Tariq Adams. Actually was stopped. Stopped at the line of scrimmage, and uh, a little bit of his his doing and the defender's doing who threw him forward. Nice gain of three there.
1: So Carmel has the ball at uh, the Viter 40-yard line. We're on the move. 6:03 left in the third quarter. A 10-7 score with St. Viter's on top.
2: Strutzel, under center. Little movement on the line. Gets the snap. Hands off to Barnes, and Barnes picks up a couple. That'll put him right around the 38-yard line for third down.
3: That was was all Zaire Barnes there. That was a counter play, and Barnes was stuffed at the line but uh, fought his way to pick up a couple.
2: Not a bad play there, and that's just the, uh, the durability of Corsair fullbacks and running backs. So third and four.
3: Four down territory.
2: Strutzel, taking the snap. Hand off to Adams, and Adams will get stopped short of a first down. What do you think? Do you think they're gonna go for it on fourth?
3: They're def- this is definitely four down territory. Andy Bitto is an aggressive coach. Ben Berg, the offensive coordinator, is an aggressive coach. Maybe not as aggressive as Coach Bitto, but two yards to go, they're gonna run their bread and butter. They're gonna go option here, or try to draw Vider offsides.
2: Not a bad idea at all. So Strutzel.
3: Expect Strutzel to keep here on the option.
2: Let's see if that holds true. Strutzel under center. Takes the snap. handoff, And that will be a first down and more. Corsairs.
1: That was Tariq Abrams, and that's his best run of the night. He looked good there. That was a great job. You know, the offensive line opened the hole.
3: Strutzel made a great read. Maybe Viadier is keying on Strutzel and let Abrams go, but that was a, a, a great job, really effective for the Corsair offense.
2: That could very well be the turning point here in the third quarter as the Corsairs sit at the 21-yard line. First and 10. Strutzel. Under center. Gets the snap, and there's the handoff. They maybe get maybe a one or two yards there, but they are in the red zone.
3: Yeah, I'm suspecting that, that Ben Berg, the offensive coordinator for the Corsairs, has found something in, in what the Corsairs can do offensively. That's two gives in a row to Tariq Abrams. Jeremy Stretzel did not carry out the fake after the handoff, so that might just have been a straight give
2: maybe have handed that one a little bit to Viader, but nonetheless 3.30 third quarter Strutzel in shotgun thrown, caught a completion there for the Corsairs Noah good execution
1: coach that turned around the ball was right there
3: it's a great job, you know it wasn't the easiest ball to catch, it was at his fingertips he did a great job pulling it in and then getting to the sideline and gaining yards after the catch
2: So first and goal for the Corsairs at the 7-yard line. Strutzel under center, one receiving option, Adams behind him. Strutzel, he's going to keep it for himself, moving along on the outside. Will get taken down, but my, that was close.
1: Yeah, Strutzel is quick. He's He's a real burner, and he almost got there. It wasn't a, much of a hole, but he got to that little hole that existed. Did a nice
3: job there. We call that the, the Venagoni rule, which is when the Corsairs get inside 10 yards, expect the quarterback to keep it at least one time so we can get in the end
1: zone. I say that affectionately. You're referencing the quarterback for the, All-Star, the All-State star Champion, the, the championship team we had. Mark Venagoni.
2: Struts on the snap pitch to the outside, Tramil no, trying no, to work this no, one night no, mont- work this no. time.
1: Oh boy. Coach that was a busted play.
3: Well, you know what? They've run effectively on the outside and and they'll often do that if they're inside the five but not inside the three. They'll they'll run that what they call an eighteen or a nineteen. It's a pitch to one of the backs, and he's going full speed when he catches the pitch. But Vider read that perfectly.
1: Yeah, so we're back to the sixth. It's not a bad spot for us. I thought he was, could have been worse. Where are we started on first and goal. Yeah.
2: So Strutzel got some work here, third down. They'll take it out of the shotgun. Adams behind him, big pen to his right. He's going to keep it, and he gets taken down quickly.
3: Cole Komet.
1: Yeah.
2: That's a hard force to block right there if you're on the offensive line.
3: Yeah, that was kind of a delayed draw look by the Corsairs. Fake inside on on a a crossbuck and then possibly option with the back, but
1: it was was failed from the start.
2: So the Corsairs are going to settle for a field goal here.
1: Tie it up. 226 remaining. Carmel for the kick.
2: Matt Helen on this one.
1: Looks like the spot's going to be around the uh, 15, so it'll be about a 25-yarder.
2: Strutzel receives it. Helen puts it up through the uprights. We got a tie game, folks. Corsairs 10, Lions 10. 2.23 left. This is exactly what we expected, a close game.
3: That was an effective drive for the Corsairs. Ate up a lot of clock, which is what they want to do, keep their defensive off the field and, and leave them rested to take care of the Viter offense. Well done.
1: Coach, Shot. Uh, there's uh, Tariq Abrams, Dad down there, he's a heck of a fan, isn't he? <laughs> he he's gets a, everybody riled up. He's a
3: wonderful fan. Whenever the Corsairs get a first down, he yells, Muda Chains, Muda Chains!
1: Yeah. And the, the fans join him in the chorus. You see him out there giving high fives to the little guys that are sitting in the front. He's got his jersey on, he walks back and forth. And he gets on the crowd if they're not making enough noise.
3: Yes, he does. And and you know what? The, the more I look at him, the more I, I know why Tariq is built as he is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's, a, he's got the big shoulders and, uh, you know, he's got a nice, nice uh, strong frame.
2: A lot of fun memories of yelling, move the chains right back at him.
1: Move the chains.
2: So, Helen, from the 40, he'll kick it off with the lines to receive. Matt Helen, 2-23, third quarter, 10-10 score. And Helen sends it off. Short throw,
1: but nicely placed. Swatted it out of bounds. There's a penalty there, yeah. So it was wasn't going for the deep kick. He tried to kick it to the up, one of the upbacks, and uh, the up back saw the ball, the live ball, and uh, for whatever reason, instead of fielding it, decided to swat it out of bounds.
2: Not a bad idea, though, by the Corsairs. That was a well-placed kick.
3: Actually, I, I, I don't understand that call as it was batted out of bounds. It was batted out of bounds before the ball hit the ground out of bounds.
7: Yeah. I'm not understanding this call. Yeah, I you agree. You know what? It's
3: possible. They have to re-kick. Let's see if it's from the 40 They had someone offside.
1: Okay. Hey, Coach, uh, we're sharing the booth tonight with a couple fellas to our right. He, uh, handsome young guys. And uh, who who are these guys? I'm Brian, and this is Will. Brian and Will, and they're students at Carmel, and they're doing the game for Carmel uh, UT, two. What Fellas, uh, what's your last name? Is Brian what? O-
7: Arat and Will
1: Hedges. Brian Arat. A-R-A-T-A. Arat and
5: Will
1: Will Hedges. Will Hedges. Yeah, Will Hedges. So, guys, uh, glad to be up here with y'all. Yeah,
5: thanks for sharing the with us. No,
1: yeah, pleasure. <laughs> You're doing a great job. If
3: they don't win, you can't be here next week. Yeah, exactly. You better bring <laughs> some luck.
2: Or some barbecue productions. Yeah. Helen with the kickoff similarly placed. Played and I believe he stepped out of bounds, but...
1: So, Mark Clark, you're listening to the call with uh, John Collin, a recent graduate of Carmel Catholic High School and a student in broadcasting at Bradley University, and Coach Joe May, the who, he says it was a long time ago, but was a phenomenal athlete uh, as a baseball player and uh, a longtime football coach and football player as well. Uh, John, you don't have a football team at Bradley. We do not.
2: And they, they've got the soccer team there, and they, they pipe it up for a football team. But I'm telling you, I'm, I'm missing football a little bit. So the yeah. soccer there is great, but uh, nothing like a little bit of American football. Helga, shotgun, handoff, which is not Jackson. They're changing it up a bit. Right. Kennedy, Kennedy Gay-win. Gaywin.
1: Yeah. Coach May was Kennedy telling Gay-win's us about him earlier.
3: Former, yeah. former Corsair. Choose, uh, chose some different digs for his, his junior season. He's, he gets a little bit of play for the St. Vider Lions, but uh, yeah, he doesn't their real guy is Durante Jackson.
2: Right. And then uh... well, they're sticking with him on this play. Helga. Not a shotgun. And it's the game one again, but this yeah, he's time he's playing. taken down, and he fumbled it. And uh, we'll have to see if
1: he was, uh, if that knee had hit the ground beforehand. Jacob Sicko came up with the football and he was all over that play too.
2: Um, there was a little bit of a delayed reaction there by Gaywin, and uh, felt off. So
1: waiting for the call here. We're hoping it's a caramel Fumble recovery. Yeah, they ruled him down. Yeah, they ruled him down.
2: No challenge flags here, folks. No challenge flags here.
1: Good penetration by Carmel on that play, though, huh?
2: Definitely without a doubt. Helgith. Third and ten. Out of the oh, pocket Snarsky's and there's got him. but he's able to get the pass off. And wow, what an effort there by Helguth. Just lob it yeah. over to receiver before Snarski brought him down.
1: Yeah, Snarski got through and it looked like he was going to get him in the backfield. That was a swing pass
3: to Kennedy Gaywin. Actually, he was a safety valve. Gaywin made a nice play getting past one defender, but a swarm of tacklers kept him from getting the first
2: down. So fourth and five, and the Lions are set up to punt with Brian Julian to receive, and a very low punt. Yeah, it
1: is effective, though.
2: And Brian Julian dodging yeah, nice. one tackle and another and some more before he gets taken down near the 45. Easily turned that or placement of the ball from the 30 to the 45 there with a few jukes.
1: So you got 36.4 seconds left in the third quarter. You have a 10 10 ball game, Carmel and St. Viders. Carmel will have the football uh, when we come back to play at their own 46 uh, yard line, it looks like. And uh, heck of a ball game.
3: Sure is. You know, Julian broke a, a cardinal rule there. Usually if the ball's on the ground on a punt, you leave it. But that was a line drive kick, which got to him pretty quickly. Okay. He made a great move, a great move on the Viter defender. And uh, nice little run back at 15, 15, 16
1: yards there.
2: Not bad at all there.
1: So, so Chad WS, well, uh, wait a minute. Looks like they're, they're back and out of the huddle and ready to go.
2: That's right, a little, little pause in between as they, uh, they set up the chains here. And Strutzel under center. Adams behind him. Gets the snap, handoff to Adams. Adams up the middle, and uh, he'll get right around midfield, but not in Lions territory yet. But let's hear from a sponsor.
1: Well, I don't, you got 25 seconds left in the half, John. I mean, in the quarter. I don't know if we'll get this play off or not. We'll wait. I'll give you the sponsor in a second. Uh, but, you know, even in a college where football, there's not a football team, the Saturdays and the Sundays kind of revolve around football, don't they? Yeah, definitely without a doubt. As uh,
2: that's often the topic of discussion, as the Corsairs
1: look like that, that play didn't go much of anywhere as the
2: third quarter ends.
1: They have a, I'm sure they have a little gambling on campus. Uh, not, uh, <laughs> hopefully nothing illegal, but <laughs> so, uh, John WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bring quality Catholic and local programs like this all star Catholic high school football game of the week to our community. We only can do that with listeners' financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFI Catholic or mail your tax. Deductible donation to WSFI Catholic Radio, PO Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 648. It's WSFI Catholic Radio, PO Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated.
2: Definitely. And I've got to do a little self promotion here, but I had a radio show. About four four or five months ago, Christ's new generation, we had some awesome, awesome interviews with some big Catholic speakers, Christophonic, Jason Everts, Nick Frank, just to name a few that's up on our uh, website, Podbean. Check it out if you get the chance, especially if you're a young'un.
1: So, John, uh, you know, God bless you that you're you're on fire for the Lord. Here we... um... Well,
2: who couldn't? Who couldn't there,
1: Mark. You know what, though? I mean, you don't talk to a lot of 19 uh, year olds that, that have that uh, clarity. Here you we'll go, man. We'll have buddy. to see. You're,
2: you're under center. Third and four. Gets the snap, reverse. Barnes taking it up the middle. And he'll get the first down as he slides across the 40 yard line.
3: Yeah, it looked there like he was tripped up by the 40 yard line. It was a reverse look, but instead of giving to the reverse runner, Barnes kept it. And the blocking was all right. And uh, he jumped through a window, and I, I, I think he went down uh, on his own volition. No contact, but that's a great run.
1: Coach, I think through the rest of the season, we're going to see a lot more of Barnes, especially with uh, Jamison out. He's such a, such a total athlete.
2: Strutzel under center. Two receiving options. Adams behind him. And Strutzel takes it himself as he is able to get himself a first down across the 30-yard
5: line.
3: Very nice run, huh, Coach? That was a great job. And I'm telling you, from the booth, and that's, that's what uh, offensive coordinator Ben Berg is looking for, from the booth, if Strutzel makes the wrong read and, and, and gives it to the fullback and the fullback gains nothing, probably the next time they run option, he's going to hang on to it and get to the edge,
1: which is exactly what happened there. Coach, you know, you you often hear about momentum. What, what are your thoughts on how momentum plays in a football game? Oh, it's it's absolutely huge. You know, it, it
3: it's it's a force that that is almost palpable.
2: Strutzel with the pitch to Barnes. Barnes gets himself some space, and that's gonna be enough space. Touchdown! Corsairs uh, it takes
3: a, it to the there's house. A yellow, a yellow piece of cloth on the field.
1: Oh, jeez. Coach, you've got an eye for that, and that's probably all those years of coaching. I didn't see it.
3: Well, and that was thrown towards the interior line. What's going to happen on a the sweep there is the line is going to try to seal them inside. Well, it was quite likely they they grabbed a piece of shirt.
1: So in high school, you don't the ref usually doesn't bark out the number, uh, you know, like you see in college in the pros where he tells everybody who who held. Yeah, they will not do
3: that and because at the high school level, they don't want to call a kid out like that, but you can, you can better believe that the coach on either side, the offending side, is going to find out what that number is.
2: So Strutzel with first and 20, right around the 11-minute mark of the fourth quarter. Of course, there's tied 10-10. Strutzel gets the snap, hands it off to Abrams, and Abrams with a sizable game.
3: Looks like a gain of eight there. A good job. Just a straight give. They were running the option there, but there was a window, so Stretzel's going to hand it off to him, which he did.
2: So I've always heard of the option while being at Carmel. How long have we uh, ran
3: that? As long as I can remember. I think uh, I think it was initiated in 99-2000. In
2: well, uh,
1: So Andy became head coach in 97? Here we go.
2: Out of the shotgun, Strutzel. Sends it to Tramiel. running out of space, and he gets taken down right near the line of scrimmage.
3: Again, we're in four-down territory. The Corsairs look as if they're on Viator's 28-yard line. Anticipate them trying to get at least half of it here if they don't try to th- throw and get all of it. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we see that sweep again. Hopefully, Sands holding.
1: <laughs> so, Coach, <laughs> we see uh, with Coach Burke, having come in, we, they, we still run the option, but you see a lot more spread formations with the option right now than maybe Yeah, he's did.
3: opened up things quite a bit, and I, and I think out of necessity more than anything else.
2: Strutzel, out of center. Gets a snap, holding on to it. He's going to throw. Sends it deep, and that is out of the reach
1: of Green. Just, just in- overthrown, just overthrown, and uh, sorry over the the grunt, but it looked like it was going to be six for a second there.
3: It sure did. Just, just overthrown. I Green had a, a step or two on the the defensive back, but the ball just slightly overthrown.
1: So the
2: offensive unit is still out yeah, there right awesome. now. It's fourth and ten.
1: Fourth and ten. Nine thirty-four left in the uh, ball game. Ten ten score. Carmel and St. Vider, and it's homecoming, and it's uh, boy, it is. Biddo's going to take the to gamble here, right? No reason to leave this game. Yeah, it looks like it, huh?
2: So out of shotgun, fourth and 10-10-10 score.
1: they got a
3: matchup with Chenille Green out here on the left. They may just He's put the ball throw. He's in the air throw. to Strutzel,
2: tossing it, oh, and it's nearly intercepted. No point in intercepting yeah, right yeah. there. If you're Viator, you just got to let that one hit the ground.
1: Right.
3: Yeah, you know what? Uh, Chenille Green does what one will naturally do when he has to become a defender on a pass play. If it's a jump ball there and he, the defender's going to catch it, it's like a short punt. You might as well just let him catch it, tackle him, and uh, they'd have him, had him inside the 10-yard line.
2: So the Corsairs, time for defense to step up here. As Vider steps onto the field. But we've got a good one, so joke's on Vider, right?
1: See Coach Berg over talking to the offense now. And...
2: Helga pitches it to Jackson. Jackson taken down. Nice game there. Looked like he got six.
3: Yeah, they tried to get outside there, and uh, George Curran, the, the bandit or the cornerback, stepped up, took the block on, and forced it inside.
1: What is he at position, the bandit,
3: Coach? band is kind of hybrid, defensive back, linebacker position, so you have to be strong on the run and the pass.
2: Helgeth out of shotgun. Gets the snap. looking the pitch, soft throw, broken up.
1: Sicko got a hand up there and, uh, you know, he batted it away. It looked like, uh, you know... It would have been hard ball to intercept.
3: Yeah, that was a, a broken play. You know, the, the pass might have carried one yard, two yards because the defender was in his face. It looked like uh, Sico and, and Scotty Usma.
1: And, yeah, Usma's a big guy, isn't he? and he's been getting involved and in breaking up on several plays in this. Uh, yeah, he's
3: been playing well. His his job is to stuff up the middle, and, and he's he's been doing better the yeah. second
2: half. Third and five, Helga, big third down here. Out of shotgun, takes it, looking downfield, running out of room, tosses it, and that is out of play, so that will bring up fourth down. Corsair defense coming up big.
5: The
3: Jonathan
1: cover- Young was right with them all the way, Coach.
3: Yeah, did a good job on the coverage, and, uh, you know, uh, John- Jonathan Young, who is a younger player, uh, might have a tendency to try to hold on to the receiver who might have had half a step on him. He did a nice job.
1: Ziegler-Nissan of Gurnee is proud to sponsor this Carmel Catholic football. Good luck on a great season to the Corsairs. And if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler-Nissan of Gurnee at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help.
2: And the punt is off. Julian drops it. And he uh, doesn't have a lot of space to work with. He's able to get past the 20 before he's taken down by several lions.
1: We're easy to find. We've just started construction on our state-of-the-art facility. Coming soon, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45. We're online at ZieglerNissanGurnee.com. Uh, they make nice vehicles, Nissan does, and Ziegler has been a great sponsor of Carmel Catholic. So, John, do you have a car at Bradley University?
2: I do not, so, I do not, but so we do.
1: Nissan, I, I'd suggest is a vehicle to look at, you know, they, they have affordable vehicles, they have a full range of vehicles. Uh, what were you going to say, Chad?
2: Yeah, there is an injured player on the field, Ben Wallen of St. Viator, one of their wide receivers and a junior. So that, that's quite unfortunate right there. And, uh, you know, I, I remember being in the student section, anytime there's an injured player on the field, doesn't matter either side, there's always a Hail Mary that gets banged yeah, out. Yeah,
1: that's a beautiful thing.
3: Yeah, the players will often, they'll kneel on the sideline, and, and typically that's what the referees want the, the kids to do is stay away, let the trainers and physicians do their work, and oftentimes they would, would break into prayer.
2: Certainly. So, Coach, I got a, I got a question for you. Uh, we saw Julian drop the punt. As a coach, what would you rather have him do pick up the ball, try and compensate, or just jump on it and take what happens?
3: Well, you know what? the It, it wasn't a really deep punt, and I think he felt comfortable picking it up and, and trying to gain something from it. But he's a first-year football player, even though he's a senior. He's He's been on the vars, varsity basketball team since he was a sophomore. So he's an athlete. And, you know, the, the, the fear, and with that play, the fear a coach is going to have is if a punt is over a receiver's head, they don't like you catching it over your shoulder. And that's exactly what happened there. The good thing is he was athletic enough and and you know, once he picked it up off the ground, gained a six six, seven yards, and and you know, it proved effective. You, you love to see him take a knee there,
1: but you want to gain every yard you possibly can. Definitely.
2: So Wallen is coming off the field on his own might. So, so John, I just remind the
1: listeners, it's a 10-10 game. They're listening to WSFI. Radio, Carmel, Catholic, and St. Viators. There's 8.29 left in the game.
2: That's right. Big drive here for the Corsairs. Strutzel, under center.
1: Looks like he's gonna begin at his own 23-yard line.
2: As the referees say, let's play a ball. Strutzel, under center. Takes the snap, takes it for himself. And is able to relieve some pressure off the Corsairs as they were near their own red zone. And they get a pass to 25.
3: Yeah, the ideal thing for the Corsairs here with 8.15 left on the clock at 10.10, they want to eat as much of the clock as they possibly can and punch it in with either a, a, a touchdown or a field goal, although they probably wouldn't complain if they had a nice uh, 75-yard touchdown run here.
1: So, Coach May, uh, you know, obviously, thank you for your commitment, and I want to ask you a question after, uh,
2: after this play. Strutzel, under center. Adams behind him, takes a snap, and it goes to Adams. Adams
1: taken down right off. He receiving it. So, so Coach Mate, you know, Carmel's always had a lot of uh, coaches, position coaches and everything else. It's a heck of a commitment, isn't it?
3: It is a huge commitment. And, and you know, one of the main reasons I'm not doing it this year is, is because of the commitment it takes me away from my family, particularly my, my wife, who, who is uh, she's not working right now. So it's tough to be away 13, 14 hours a day for six days of the week.
2: Strutzel, under center, third and three, takes the snap. And he pitches it to Barnes on the outside and he's gonna get the first down and some more.
1: Oh good, that's a flag on a late late hit hit. out of bounds. 7.03 left in the half, it's a 10-10 ball game. Carmel's driving. We're gonna pick up 15 right here, I think, Coach, huh?
3: Yep, late hit on, out of bounds right in front of the Corsair or the uh, Viter coaching staff. It's nice to see the Corsairs be able to run the ball outside like that and not be stuck with a holding penalty.
2: And if you're Viter, you can't be doing that. This late in the game, with this tight of a score, and it's just not in the cards.
3: Well, I can guarantee in practice this week, as Coach Biddle does every, week, every year we play St. Viter, he will tell the players. We're going to win this game on discipline. We've got to be disciplined. We can't be, be the ones who hit late or punch someone after the, the, uh, the play. And uh, it's holding true right there.
2: So from their own 45 to their opponents, Strutzel takes a snap under center. Takes it for himself. And there's going to be a loss of yardage here. And they'll get placed back at the 48.
3: Cole Komet, number nine for the Weider Vi- uh, Lions, was blitzing on that play, and it proved very
2: effective. Yeah, good blitz there for the Lions, and uh, Corsairs lose three on that one, second and 13. Strutzel breaks the huddle, and I'll take it from under center. He's got Green to his left, and Adams behind him. Gets a snap. Pitches to Trammell. Trammell oh, no, running out no, of room. Oh, might be a disaster. Yeah, Shakes a few, yeah. but not all of
1: them. Yeah, he, it's a big loss. Uh, probably six yards, but it could have been even worse. Broke one tackle to make it mitigate somewhat.
3: Yeah, when you have seven, eight guys closing in on you, it's really tough to do anything. You know, as a, as a freshman player, Miles might have been able to, to make something out of that,
1: but not when you have varsity football players chasing you down. Yeah, they're big. They go big, and you look across the line, they average, you know, over 200 pounds. Yeah third
3: and 17 here for the Corsairs I would anticipate they they, uh, they they may go deep here and try to do the same thing they did in the last series make it a, a punt if it's intercepted.
2: Strutzel under center gets a snap looking to the outside good go blockage throw. thrown Off. and that's just
1: and- no flag. And, he, and we
2: were looking for a, a flag to be thrown yeah, for Green.
1: Yeah, uh, caught his legs on the defender and it looked like it was just uh, incidental contact. There was yeah, no. you know, while that
3: was a, a, a nice throw by Strutzel, a, a, a line drive thrown about 35 yards, it's probably better since, since Green did have a step on the receiver, probably better for him than if he throws the ball underneath or, or, or up in the air and lets him run underneath it.
1: Coach, we're putting a lot of pressure on our defense, and they played awesome tonight. Like yes, gonna they have. To, have. They're going to have to do it at least again. one more time. Yeah, yeah.
2: So Monkman, he'll punt it away for the Corsairs. Fourth down and eighteen. He gets it, and he's got some time, wow, and he sends it off. May have used too much time, but yeah. it's picked up by Jackson. A fair
3: catch oh, there, jeez. He called for a fair catch. There's there's no cloth on the refs aren't doing anything.
1: Yeah. He put his right hand up and then then now the Carmel's all their coaches are yelling the same thing. Yep, John's thing you fires. Are. Everybody's on the field. yelling it. Yeah. But it was a fair catch and he tried to return it and the stripes don't seem to have caught that, did they? No, but they'll catch Carmel if they hold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Geez, and uh, Coach Biddle was out there, and he is angry. You you can tell they clearly blew it. Coach, you called it right away. The
3: the back ref on that is looking for a couple things. One is what is the receiver doing, and is he calling for a catch? He called for a fair catch there. It bounced once. He took it and ran with it. It should be a penalty.
1: Now they're talking. The refs are talking among themselves. Maybe they're finally seeing what you saw, Coach.
2: Now, is this a, now from this standpoint, I haven't seen this. Can they bring it back this much time after the play?
3: Sure they can. Yeah, there is. Sure a they slow. can. All it takes is one ref to have seen it, but apparently yeah. of the, the five refs, no one did. That's a shame. Now and we got they it. do call
2: it. Well, there's the answer to my question there, Mr. May.
3: Now the Viter coach, Dave Archibald, is going to get in the ref's business here. That's the proper call. Yeah. Now, did they mark where he received the ball? Because uh, he was at least inside the 15, so it should be half the distance to the goal.
2: So now this is big for the Corsairs. If they can, they, they can, can really them, just can hold him here. Back there mm-hmm.
1: and get some good field position. Yeah. Meg Vannum uh, joined us in the booth for a minute. She's all fired up. It is a good ball game to be at.
3: I think she's going to go down on the sideline and uh, call a player.
2: So five minutes, 19 seconds, tie game, 10-10. It's as close as it can get in the fourth quarter. Lions pinned in their own end. Corsairs looking to keep it that
3: way. Good chance for the Corsair cheering section to get loud. They're, they are right in front of the Viter offense.
2: Helgett under center. handoff off to Jackson, and Jackson gets the breathing space that was required for the Lions.
3: Yeah, that's one thing. You, you know, if you have their backs to the wall, you don't want to let them let them off the ropes there. And uh, you know, a six-yard gain is just what the doctor ordered for the for the Lions.
1: Second and four. We got a clock running with 4:55 left in the ball game. Carmel ten, St. Viator ten. St. Viator with the ball.
2: Helga hands fumble. it off to Jackson, and there is a fumble. My, what chaos on the field. And We'll have to wait for this to get sorted out.
1: Yeah, anybody's guess right now. It looked like Jackson
3: got the ball back. Wow, what mayhem.
1: Nice penetration by Carmel. That was a great
3: job. Uh, Two defensive linemen just knifed right in there. And one put his shoulder right on the football. So they got
1: the... uh, Viator will have the ball at 3rd and 8 on their own uh, 11-yard line. And here we go. This is a real big play right now. The,
2: the crowd's going insane here.
1: What? They do not want to give the ball back to the Corsair offense.
2: Out of the shotgun. Helga takes it. Looking to his Turnaround. right deep pass. Nearly intercepted, but it's broken up.
1: Joel Basara there. Great and play. From up here, it looked like it could have been a face mask even.
3: Yeah, you know what, I, I think it may have been, but I, I think the Corsairs will take the result there. Yeah. If he catches it there, it's it amounts to a short punt. I give Viter credit for the nerve to, to throw that ball like that, but uh, they, they didn't have much choice. Again, they did not want to give the ball back to the Corsairs and uh,
1: 10-10 game, there's only 3.55 left in it, and uh, Viter's gonna punt from deep in their own end zone. Here we go.
2: Punt sent off. It's shallow.
1: going field it? Yeah, he's got it.
2: Picked up by Brian Julian. He gets tied up a little bit. Fights off a couple of tackles before being taken down right near the 45-yard line. So not bad field positioning here for the course. There's just under four minutes.
3: Well, again, there Julian broke a, a cardinal rule in, in receiving punts. You want to catch the ball in the air if you can. If it hits the ground, you just let it go. He took a clean one hopper, though, and got what he could.
1: So it, once again, 3:42, 10-10 ball game. Carmel's going to have the ball on the St. Vider 43-yard line, and here we go.
2: Exactly where Carmel wants to be right now. Strutzel, under center, takes a snap, takes the handoff, and goes for himself, and he'll get right near the 40-yard line.
1: Three-yard line three yards on the play.
3: They'll take the three yards. The important thing here is do not turn the ball over. Yeah. Run your offense. You've been making plays all night. I anticipate they're going to try to, try to get to the option with a, a, a pitch
1: outside, which has been working all night. What's the range of our kicker, uh, Matt Hellman, Coach?
3: He's probably good for 45
2: yards. Strutzel on the handoff, and there is... Some yellow on the field, and that's not the Corsair jersey.
3: Two men in motion.
2: Against the Corsairs, so that puts them in a bit of a pickle for a replay of second down.
3: Yeah, something you might, you might look for here is is Miles Tremill was a quarterback for two weeks when Stretzel was injured. Yeah. Could have some sort of pitch pass if if there is some desperation there, because they're closing down on the pitches pretty quickly. He could be a threat to throw a an option pass. Except the Corsairs are on the right hash here. He'd have to be thrown against his against his throwing arm here if they were to pitch it left. But uh, looks like Vider's taking the the penalty, second and 12.
1: 45 yard line. So I mean. Realistically, we're, we're going to need a couple first downs or at least 20 some odd yards to get in field goal range. For sure.
2: Strutzel from the 45 under center. Takes a snap oh, and no. it's f- fumbled. Barnes still has it and he picks up what he can. Yeah, but. so
5: it
1: was a reverse and it just uh, somebody dropped the ball there. The Literally. Was,
3: yeah. yeah. You know, it, it certainly looked like it was going to be a reverse or a reverse pitch there. If it was a reverse pitch, the, the pitch was awful. It was actually thrown behind him. Expect here that they'll do as they have the last couple possessions and throw the ball deep, allow Viator to intercept it, if that's to be the case, so and it will amount 20, to a So it's 20,
1: coach. Third and 20, ball on the 47. We're back on our own 47-yard line. and uh, Possible screen here. Let's go, guys.
2: Strutzel from under center, takes the snap, fakes the handoff, goes for himself. Russell gets taken down where they originally had the ball at the yeah. 43-yard line, so that'll bring up fourth down. you think they're going to go for it, Coach?
3: That's really hard to say. If you asked me what I would do, I'd punt it away and Four let down. your defense take care of business. Use your times if you
2: yeah. pin their backs to the wall. And that is what they will do. The punting unit comes on out.
1: What a great defensive game Carmel's had tonight you know and they got a lot of first downs but they just haven't been able to sustain a drive no you know two
3: touchdowns called back one they they actually recovered from it and scored but uh, you know when you put it in the end zone you hate to bring it back
1: there's a kick point
2: sent off and let me tell you
1: yeah close to a block again Monkman he, he's, he's really cutting it close there you, he? so he catches the ball and then he, he runs to his right for a few steps to kick it and and they're, they're getting close to blocking it yeah, every they, time.
3: Yeah, they, they call that a rugby kick, and he, it looks like he's running right at the defender who's coming after him. It's nervy, it's nervy, but you know what? He's actually kicked the ball fairly well. Yeah, no, he he's has gotten it
1: off kicks. So want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday, or do you plan on working at that company for the rest of your life? The fact is you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. Call Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life.
2: Helgeth on the pitch to Jackson Jackson, breaking free. He'll get past a few no. Corsairs, and he gets taken down across 25.
1: The fact is you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. Call Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life as he invites you to share your hopes and dreams with him. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call Matt at 847-548-MATT that's
2: 8475486288 So first and 10 Helgift, three receiving, op four receiving options to his right. Watch for a screen, but he's going to take it himself. Helgift trying to move along on the outside and the Corsair defense shuts him down.
1: Minute 24 left in the ball game and we just can't allow a big play, coach. No, no. And in fact, I'm I'm sure
3: that that defensive coordinator, Jim Regick, told the defense, no, do, no big plays. Watch the reverse. Watch the double pass. Watch the hook and ladder because it's, it's been a pretty stingy defense
1: this second half Yeah, here. Viter has had a lot of success so far this year on offense, and we've really had a good game plan and, and uh, defended them well all night.
2: They're going to take a timeout here. They've got two remaining. 124. And
1: actually, Coach, uh, the big star tight end has been out the last two weeks, so they're they're a better team on offense tonight, presumably than they would have been uh, up to this point.
3: They sure are. If nothing else, Cole Komet is a is a threat, and uh, you know you have to you have to respect that. You have to respect them and
1: and make sure you have a guy or two on them uh, on pass plays. So you're listening to Coach Joe May, uh, our analyst here, and John Collin. Bringing you the play-by-play uh, most of the game. And.
2: and Nonetheless, second and ten. Helga out of the shotgun. Takes the snap. Wheels. Oh, Throws t- to t- his receiver. Wrap him up. Mm-hmm. Dodges a tackle before being yeah. taken down. Mark Clark with the reception. <laughs> Would have been an opportune time for him to drop it there.
1: Yeah, yeah. 117 left in the ball game. It was a night. Nice- Rolled and perfectly executed.
2: Great tackle break as well for Mark Clark, and that puts him at the 40-yard line, 117 on the clock.
3: And the one thing the Corsair defense has to be careful of is the, the leg of the quarterback-slash-kicker Vider. My guess is he could make one from 50.
2: Yeah, he looks like he's got that athleticism. he get off the snap running out of time, thrown, and he'll just, oh, oh my no! gosh, what no! a no! No!
5: Jackson
2: goes all the way, that's a touchdown,
1: oh jeez, too bad,
2: so, big catch there by Jackson, and that's yeah, just all athleticism, staying yeah, in bounds.
1: yeah, you know, they, had, they almost had him for a big sack in the backfield, and then he, uh, Flipped it over the uh, Carmel defender and he had nothing but daylight down the right sideline.
3: Yeah, you have to give credit to the Vider offense, the quarterback and Jackson there. It looked like the throw was gonna be over his head. He ran underneath it, and the Carmel defender went to his knees expecting an interception. Well, he went to his knees and Jackson caught the ball and ran right.
2: Helga on the kick, low, but good.
1: Well, we're down 17-10. There's only a minute six left in the ball game. And uh, we need some heroics right now, Coach, to put this game into overtime, hopefully.
3: Yeah, as you say, a minute six left to go. Carmel's going to have to break a big play. And, you know, they're going to have to go to the air to do it, which is something they're not necessarily comfortable with. But they're going to have to do it here.
2: So 1.06 on the clock, 66 seconds for the Corsairs to get something done.
1: So we got Peter Curran has joined us. He's a TCYFL player in seventh grade. What? Uh, how are you enjoying the game tonight?
5: <laughs> uh, it's fine.
1: Disappointed
2: about the last play. <laughs> well, there
3: we go. Great to have you on, Peter.
1: See, thanks, Coach. John, uh, how'd you get back here? Uh, you don't have a car down there at school. You'd...
2: I took the Peoria charter. My grandfather. We were originally planning for him to fly down to Peoria and then then uh, he'd fly me back up, but the weather was not permitting. So yeah. stuck to the ground on that
1: one. John, you're an awesome young man, and uh...
2: you're an awesome father. <laughs> oh, thank you. Buddy. <laughs> there you go. Squid kick is off, and Tremil. Bobbled a little bit, but he's on it and he breaks free a little bit. And he's got some room Taking to 45. There's some life from the Corsairs.
1: A little bit of a horse collar tackle. He might have gone all the way, huh? Yeah, that was the kicker, Helguth.
3: So, you know, he is quite the athlete. Kicker, quarterback, and uh, apparently a pretty
2: good tackler. So there is life from the Corsairs here. They've got under a minute. 59.6 seconds, and this is where the tenths of seconds come down. You better be able to call that timeout quickly if you're the coaching staff.
3: Three timeouts for the Corsairs.
2: Out of the shotgun, Strutzel on the snap. Thrown to Green. Green dodges one hit, but he won't dodge the second. That is a short reception. Fox running, 50 so the Corsairs seconds, 48. Hurry up, offense. Over- no timeout. Yeah. And they're rolling with it. Yeah. 40 seconds. Strutzel on the snap. Fakes Fakes takes the, the handoff. Yeah. Oh, no. Intercepted.
1: Off and that's going to be it, folks. Yeah. Strutzel, uh, I don't know what he was trying for. It was a little bit of an underthrow, maybe. 34 yeah. and a half seconds. Uh, and that's going to be the final, hot huh, coach, 17 10.
3: Well, you know what? Carmel has all three timeouts. You know Viator is going to run the ball. There's no reason to throw the ball and stop the clock for them. With three timeouts in their pocket, they could get the ball back with 20 seconds left and hope for a miracle.
2: All right. Anthony Citrano with the interception, a pivotal one at that. So the uh, St. Viator offense its theirs to lose right now. But uh, miracles have happened in sports before, folks. It looks like a timeout is taken by St. Viter's coaching staff.
1: Yeah, so, Janet, I'm, I'm sorry, coach,
3: go ahead. It's likely the Viter coach is just going to tell the, his players, you know, they have three timeouts, they can get the ball back. <laughs> Hold on to the football. Just hold so on to the football. So, are we going to hand it
1: off, or just take a knee?
3: I don't think they'll take a knee. You know, they'll they'll get a first down if they can. Heck, you know, depending on what Carmel does defensively, Varder could break one. So, I think they trust themselves enough where where they're going to give running the football a shot and hope to get a first down. A first down ices the game.
1: Yeah.
2: So, from their own zone, they'll have it at the thirty-eight yard line. Of course, their defense, the last of the two teams get on the field. So here we go, 34.5 seconds on the clock. Helgeth with a handoff sent on over to Austin Shea.
1: Timeout Carmel right away, 28.4 seconds, so they got six off the clock on that first play.
3: Defense coordinator Jim Regic is going to make sure that the, the defense is uh, what we call CPR, club punch or rip the ball out. But the Viter fullback is going to make sure he hangs on to it.
1: Coach, uh, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney is proud to sponsor this Carmel Catholic football. Good luck on a great season to the Corsairs, says Ziegler Nissan. And if you were looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 is here to help. We are easy to find. We've just started construction on our new state-of-the-art facility coming soon. Ziegler Nissan of Gurney at Grand Avenue and Route 45 or online, com.
2: Maybe I'll convince my dad to get me a car. Yeah, I know. You know what? My kid doesn't. And he'll tell me maybe you can work your butt off for it. Yeah, it's not a good (laughs) idea anyways. It's out of center. Helgeth hands it off for Che again, but, my, he took a few Corsairs with him.
3: You know, what's really important at, at this stage of the game, and, and you're fairly desperate, sure, you're going to rip for the ball, but, you know, he made that play last another three, four
1: seconds, and, of course, the, the clock is the Corsairs' worst enemy right now. 21.2 seconds left. Uh, coach, you're right, there's an outside chance we're going to get it back.
3: Yeah, yeah, you need to wrap up his legs. He's a he's a big kid is, uh, is the fullback there. And they're likely going to give it to him again. They only have to forge ahead for two, two and a half yards. You need to make sure you stay low, tackle the legs, so you can get one more time out, possibly a punt, and then one
1: desperation play after that. So, John, we're glad you came back. How many are in your are in your family?
2: Three. So i am the oldest of two beautiful younger sisters katie a junior and hannah is a freshman so katie's on that college uh, college search radar right now
1: would you reckon you'd recommend bradley possibly i or- would
2: but she's looking at franciscan university so oh, i can't complain
1: well, beautiful
2: I'll get on her sender again to reach first down and that is a first down and that That's will it. do it, folks. That's it.
1: Stop the clock to move the chains, and then that'll be it.
3: Well, I can tell you there is there is nothing more difficult in high school football than losing your homecoming football game and losing it to your arch rival. This yeah. is going to be a tough one for the kids and the coaches. Yeah, I
1: know. Do they, They'll still enjoy the dance tomorrow night, though, huh?
3: They will. You know, they'll have a, a, a night to sleep on it, a, a night to be... Discouraged and, and sad, a few tears I'm sure are going to come, but uh, they're resilient. They're teenagers; they'll bounce back and, and have a great time tomorrow night.
1: Yeah. So, um, we're uh, the teams are meeting at center uh, the 50-yard line to shake hands right now and ramping down. Just reminding everybody that they are you are listening to the All Star Catholic High School. Game of the week on WSFI Antioch 88.5 Catholic Radio. The final score here is going to be St. Viator Lions 17, Carmel Catholic 10. I'm Mark Curran, your uh, one of your, your hosts this evening, along with Joe May, coach at Carmel Catholic, baseball coach, longtime football coach, and John Collin, who's a recent graduate in his uh, a student at Bradley University in the Broadcast Journalism School, and he, he's an awesome guy. He's got a great voice. He's got a great uh, style and a mannerism about him, and uh, he's on fire for the Lord. And it's really been a pleasure to be with him tonight as well.
2: Well, thanks for having me. It was a it was a wonderful game announcing, got a nod at color commentating, and a nod at play by play, and being alongside two great commentators. What more could I ask
1: for? So I don't know if you're going to be able to make it back next week, but Coach May and I will be here, and we will be uh, broadcasting once again, and the game next week is Notre dame Dons. You'll you'll have your pregame at 7, your game at 7.30, and it's law enforcement night, where Carmel is honoring law enforcement, not just law law enforcement, but fire as well, police and fire, first responders. It'll be a fun evening, and it's a beautiful thing that Carmel Catholic is doing. So thank you, and we go back to the studio, WSFI 88.5. Good night. God bless.
6: This is Dwight Houchins with WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. We now invite you to join us
7: for night prayer from the Liturgy of the Hours. Thank you for listening and praying with us. Oh, God, come to my assistance.
5: Lord,
0: make haste to help
7: me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
8: Day and night I cry to you, my God. Lord, my God, I call for help by day.
7: I cry at night before you. Let my prayer come into your presence.
0: Oh, turn your ear to my cry. For my soul is filled with evils. My life is on the brink of the grave. I am reckoned as one in the tomb. I have reached the end of my strength. Like one alone among the dead,
8: like the slain lying in their graves, like those you remember no more, cut off
0: as they are from your hand. You have laid me in the depths of the tomb, in places that are dark in the depths. Your anger weighs down upon me. I am drowned
8: beneath your waves. You have taken away my friends and made me hateful in their sight.
5: Imprisoned, I cannot escape. My eyes are sunken with grief.